The High Elves' existence is one of eternal battle, fought with a courage and skill that only they possess. But it is a war that, little by little, is being lost. The High Elves fade whilst their enemies multiply, and each death is a loss the soldiers of Ulthran can ill afford. Yet it is not in the High Elves' proud nature to pass peacefully from history. When the Phoenix King issues the call to war, his people gladly answer. Disciplined spearmen form up in silence, their brilliant banners of lion, horse and eagle fluttering in the wind. Haughty knights ride alongside, their steeds reacting instantly to unspoken commands. Mages prepare intricate spells, archers gauge the gusting wind, and in the skies above, dragons and phoenixes wheel and soar, ready to fight to the last alongside their elven allies. Let the servants of destruction beware. Welcome to the Garage, you tools. We're going to make several promises for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you the very highest of elves and a nickel for every time I talk to Abraham Lincoln. I'm Chris Yu. And I'm Abraham Lincoln. And we have a nickel. <laughs> we have the, oh. Ryan Nickel, ah. welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I didn't quite get Great that. Intro. I'm feeling stupid now. Oh, thanks. Ryan, uh, if you want to introduce yourself, tell us a little about who you are. Sure. Uh, yeah, like I said, Ryan Nickel. Um, just moved to the Chicago area recently, and I've uh, been playing Warhammer since about 2009. Uh, primarily played High Elves for several years and then switched over to Demons for about a year. And now I'm really excited about switching back to the High Elves and uh, maybe starting a new army. Um, live in Aurora, Illinois. Um, married with a kid on the way. And Congratulations. Hoping it doesn't get in, <laughs> hoping the kid comes before bits and it's right around <laughs> that time for the due date. So we'll see. Well, this is, that was like thorough. Like normally, like, tell people about yourself. Like, oh, I don't know, right? It's like giving us name, name ranks here. Number got a house, got a wife, <laughs> kid on the way. Well, I, I know you've been um, playing Hiles for quite a bit and right-handed. with great success. Uh, so that's why we wanted, wanted to have you on the show as well to get your your take on the new book. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, uh, I really enjoyed playing them for a long time. I played them a lot of different tournaments, and yeah, when rankings was still up, it was it was between me and another guy for number one for a while. Oh, very nice. Wow! Very nice. That other guy was not me, by the way. I haven't, I haven't reached those upper echelons quite yeah, yet. Yeah, I didn't think so. I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> oh, thanks. So before we continue, uh, don't with worry that, about it. I don't think anybody was uh, confused. Let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. Yes, we should. Uh, so let's thank Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake, Illinois. Game Preserve Stores in West Lafayette, Indiana. Cool Mini or Not's Dark Age. Mirce Miniatures. Guildpainting.com and Battle Foam, protecting your. Army. Tra la la. At see, I had a little elf ending. Was that an elf ending? Yeah. Like they, uh, they sing like in the, the forest. Tra I'm sorry. I was <laughs> <laughs> so back on. <laughs> oh, we have shout outs. Shout outs. Let's do it. Yeah, we have some shout outs. Um, okay. Well. Actually, last shout out, I played all those cranky lawyer clips. Bad phone. You know what? He yeah, was mad yeah, at us. Yeah. But uh, that wasn't it. Apparently, he had stuck the message at the bottom of the donation, and I didn't check it because it was cranky, so I just figured he would send me something. But it was um, cranky is starting 
F-D-L-F-S-A-I-C-Y, which is friends don't let friends say, and I came, yo. So Cranky says, I will donate $10 to Team Cranky on Extra Life for every episode between now and Bits 3 where, and I came, yo, is not uttered on your show. (laughs) Now, if someone else wanted to donate to stop that rap, we'd all wake up a better tomorrow. Yo. Wow. P.S. The only possible use of AICY is coming out of a Rhinox rider's mouth after ravaging whatever army it just fought. Put that on a t-shirt and maybe we'll talk. Maybe will W I L L talk. Um, until then, F D L F S A I C Y for the win. So I don't think we can count what I just said because I was reading what he no, wrote. It begins now. You know, Grant's coming, and before we put him on the mic, someone better warn him that he's going to. No, ruin. you shouldn't say anything. I'll see if he just says it naturally. Oh, uh, yes, he's going to say it naturally. It's his new. That's what she said. <laughs> Well, if it is, you have it's to let nature take its course. Oh, that's, oh. so we're not going to try I'll to... Ex- it in his absence. Oh, there, oh, there you go. go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, because you got to... Oh, and speaking of which, and that's Cranky's probably clever way of getting us to mention, Cranky is doing Everlife, or Extra... Not Everlife. It seems like Ever. <laughs> Extra Life again this year, the 24 hours worth of gaming. You can go up to extralife.org and uh, go and type in Team Crank and find him. These. They raised money for the children's hospitals. Remember we did yeah, it last yeah, year, yeah. the twenty-four hour marathon. Yeah, that was great. It was, yeah, that was great until about hour six. About uh, uh, about I, I, hour I don't know, nineteen. Like twenty-four hours. That's about hour nineteen. It started to hurt. We were getting slap happy. Me and Christopher and uh, it was um, Luke hung, hung yeah, out with yeah, us yeah. for those last few hours. It was. It, we you're, were you're always slap happy. You even more so. Oh though. my god, it was terrible. Right when you guys were doing that, I was like, right when I moved into town, so I was thinking about driving out there because my wife wasn't around yet. But then it was like getting late, and I'm like, you know what? It's like an hour drive. I'm just gonna go to bed. Let you guys stay up all night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was it. Was really painful at the end. It was really painful. But we also got a uh, well shout out sponsorship for this week from Jace King, and I just want him to know he had put in a special request for his shout out. I am trying to get that filled, but. I'm not even going to say what it is because if I can't do it, you know, I don't want to. I'm curious what that request is. I already told you about it. Did Uh, you? Yeah, I'll remind you in the commercial break. Okay. Uh, And, Chris, do you know that we have voicemail? We have voicemail? Yes. Hey, did you know that, Mr. Nickel? Uh, You know, it might be stored in my phone somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen, folks, call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. And you, too can uh be immortalized on the garage hammer voicemail <laughs> immortalized garage <laughs> take it do y'all hey chris what up g you know we got this here voicemail shout it out boy that's right you call one seven five seven gh show six uh-huh. telling us what we need to know kicking that knowledge yeah the K for the knowledge. That's right, people. Call the voicemail line. Coming at you from Round Lake, Illinois, boy. Let us know what you need to know, and you could be a part of the show. Pop you up. And one, two, three, four. Ain't nothing like a shout-out, baby. baby. Playing Warhammer like we crazy. crazy. We love hearing from our fandom. That charge disc is going to be random. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Some voicemail, baby. Uh, yeah. 757-GH-SHOW-6. 
bring it to us from the Round Lake IL 60073. Hey, this is Haven from the forums. I'm new to the forums. I'm new to the show. I just uh, calling to let you guys like let you know that I love you. No, like like seriously, I love you. Like, can I get your number? All right. Hey. Wow. Yeah. Why check? Come on to play. Oh, it's so sad to God, bro. Good evening. 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 Good uh, just to let you know, tomorrow, aka, oh, oh god, uh, just to let you know, I'm expecting some, uh, BRBs, aka, some horsey, hairy, and my horsey hairy, I mean, hairy, hairy, look, some of you, I can't wait to listen to some after Olinaw, boom! Oh my god, something to say! I called up today. Yeah. What's pretty fun to us? I want to get drunk today. Good luck, you buddy. See you later. Okay. And that's not all. Oi, Dave! The dwarves are ready to go! We're going to kill those dirty hives. We will protect our realm all the way to we bloody our white robes. You're gonna run away in your darky little skirt, coming in blood with your tail between your legs. For that, you will never fall. You will try and try and try again. You will never, ever take the old world from the aisles. You dirty, thieving bastards. You've got nothing. The cannonballs will drop your dragons from the sky. Our boat rolls will rain, steel rain, from the cloudy skies. Wait, are we both, are we both Irish? No, uh, anyway. you're a high elf, dude. <laughs> Nickel f***ed it all up, dude. Hey, Dave. Dust Bros again. Dust Bros again. And honestly, that's a good matchup. Dwarfs versus high elf. It's so fluffy. So fluffy. And one... Wait maybe two weeks from today, Hyos coming out, and I will be playing Hyos for one year from today. Yeah. Let's hope you figure this out, buddy. I'm not Canadian, but I'm speaking like I'm Irish because I've been drinking a few burgers. Thomas says he was a second D. Wait, no. Snack a D. I want a snack a D. I would like to snack a D. Wait. We all want a snack of D, Dave. Feels like you're going home, Ryan. Feels like you're bailing. Thanks for the phone, Domes. I think Ryan's still over it. Very interesting. I love, I love getting voicemail. I really don't do. Don't think me. I don't. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> the bravery you showed to get on the air and act completely silly. That was fantastic. It's I'm, I'm impressed by your though. Irish accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's when Johnny's around, he like wants to call, and then I'm around him, so I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk for sure. <laughs> yeah, so that's our voice. 
That's our voicemail for this episode, folks. Feel free to call and leave us stuff. You might even talk about Warhammer. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, that'll be, you know, that's fantastic. And, Ryan, I saved that one for you because you were coming on, and I said, I got to play that for Ryan. Thanks for the call, by the way. I Absolutely. appreciate that you saving that for until now. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> I do love me a good voicemail. So, okay, folks, commercial break. We'll come back and we'll do a quick run of the news and rumors. Brought to you by the Circle City Circuit. We'll be right back. Hey, Dave, I'm looking for a place to play some Warhammer. Family games, board games? You mean unmatched awards and adventure? Sure. A place with collectible and trading card games, RPGs, unusual gifts? You mean unparalleled offerings and fun? Okay. And it'd be great if they had books, candles, and collectibles, too. Particular presents and playtime? You're looking for unique gifts and games! Okay, but... uh, Located in historic downtown Grays Lake, Illinois... UGG caters to gamers of all types. Okay, but Miniature games, board games, card games, yeah. Doctor Who, all right, but things supernatural. I understand. It's all here. Okay, but... With listen. frequently scheduled events, open gaming, a clean and friendly atmosphere, okay. stop by UGG or, or, or visit them yep. online at uniquegg.com. You could have just told me about unique gifts and games. Individualized endowments and festivities, essential awards and diversions, one-of-a-kind presents and happy fun time! All right, that's enough. Hey, folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Nurse Miniatures at nurseminiatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com. Dot com and seriously guys you'll be glad you did we are News and rumors. Yeah, yeah. Tra la la. Then they're brought Tra-la-la. to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We have to sink all what three of us to do one big tra la la. Oh, goodness. One more. We get a quartet once, once Grant gets there, here. There you go. <laughs> Good luck getting him to sing tra la la. Um, all right. So, Circle City Circuit brings us news and rumors. I heard, I found this thread, and they were talking about uh, Ninth Edition saying probably summer of 2015. Um, and you've been hearing next summer or 2015 right. a couple times. I'm hoping 2015, personally. I just kind of like the way things are going. I'd like I to play actually do, too. You know? I like it. Uh, Nathan's great. 
Yeah, it's great. It really is. But there, this this particular rumor that I brought up because I hadn't seen stuff like this before, and I don't go on like War Seer and that stuff a lot. So this might be old news to people. I mean, people have been talking that there's going to be uh, allies like right. in 40k, which I am kind of I kind of welcome that. You uh-huh. know, well, where did you read this? What what form is it? I, from? Honestly, I've, it was a link. Someone posted the link on Twitter and took me to one of the uh, forums, okay. and I don't remember which forum. Um, but this article was suggesting that you might see multi-army books after Ninth Edition, like including the different allies or the different factions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking also about doing this because uh, they they have to do something because fantasy is not profitable or not profitable enough. I mean, I know 40K is and Space Marines are their bread and butter. Sure. But I didn't think they were losing money on fantasy. So well, I mean, maybe you know, they want to make more money. Yeah. Maybe not and they losing, did point but... out that there's a couple of armies who, it's, and, and the guy directly came out and mentioned, and it, it wasn't like, I don't think it was like one of those Hastings rumors or anything like that. Right. But as the thread was going back and forth, it's basically saying how, the, you know, the people are saying, you know, we haven't seen Wood Elves or Bretts because, they, you know, not enough people play them and they just don't care enough. And that's kind of basically what the guy's like. Yeah. He goes, you know, these armies sit on their... There's only a few. There's a small percentage a handful, of players, right, right. loyal, loyal followers, and, and to spend all the money to rehash all this is just not worth it. So that's one of the things you might see, like Bretonians and Wood Elves, since they often ally together anyway. Right. Put two or three armies in one book. The book will cost more, but you're getting three armies at a crack, and how they ally so together. So it would be just two armies allied. It would be it could three, be two or three. I mean, that's the, that was what they were saying. They were saying groups of three. Interesting. Which there's 15 armies if you don't count. The, the dwarfs of chaos. So, okay. Well, we'll see how that plan I just, that pans out. I just thought that was an interesting one. I didn't know if anyone else had heard anything else about that, but I, I have not. I haven't really been surfing the forums for for rumors much at all. H- have you, Ryan? Yeah. I've, well, I, the only thing I've seen is that um, what you talked about the first was that you know Ninth Edition was going to be coming out in the summer of 2015. Yeah. Um, I hadn't heard anything about the. Com- combination of books, but I have I had heard that the allies were from the 40k were going to be coming in, and I think that's a pretty good plan anyway. I kind of like the idea. I mean, I know in Storm of Magic they did it, and I know people didn't like that they went and said you could ally like you know demons and high elves and you know completely break the fluff. Yeah, that you doesn't can. Make any sense. Yeah, but um, I- I'm hoping uh, they do what they did in 40k, which is say some people will never fight together, and that's that. Yeah. I think if they do that, that, that's something they need to do is make one of those charts and say, okay, High Elves can't join with Warriors of Chaos or Demons. or you know, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, true. I, I wonder if they'll do it where it's like percentage-based, like a percentage of your army can be whatever ally you choose. Is it, I, I'm not familiar with the 4K rules, so I couldn't say. Yeah, they could either – they'd have to change the way that the um, army is chosen in fantasy and if they're going to use something similar to 40K. The percentage that they use in fantasy – It'd be they might be able to just go and say, all right, you get you have to use twenty five percent of core, and it can be taken from either book, but you have to have your general from your main book. I don't know. It, right. it could be something percentage wise. Yeah, because I know in I mean, basically you 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 have to pick a minimum of one HQ, which is like a, a character. Right. You have to have a general for that army, and you have to have at least one troops choice, which is like one core, core choice. Right. They don't play by percentages in that book, so I don't know. Like you guys are saying how the percentages right, right. would go. But um, 
you basically they would you'd probably have to pick a, a general and a, at least a core unit or a, a minimum percentage. But that's an option, though, right? Just because you have the option to choose allies doesn't mean you have to. No, it's an yeah, it's completely optional. Uh, you can play it one way or the other. Um, it's kind of a nice way to shore up any weaknesses in your army and uh, mm-hmm. get. Plus, it's an excuse of hey, I really like this. I might never play this army, but I'd like to paint some of it. Right, it's like have a, a gateway, yeah. kind of maneuver. Yeah, the, the, pro- the problem is you buy a couple miles. You're like, well, I might as well right. build this army up, and <laughs> oh, and, oh, and this well, new yeah. army allies with this army. Might as well get that one too. Yeah, that's it's like a big cycle. See, that's why I haven't sold my warriors of chaos or my ogres yet, because I'm waiting for the see how the allies break. That's my new excuse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so interesting rumor. Oh uh, yeah. Then Eldar in a, about two weeks. Hey, you, I've seen yeah. a couple pictures here and there. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. <laughs> it's I, very cool. I like the Eldar. Now, they did have that one monster is nine inches tall that we've been seeing the pictures of. That thing's is as that big a, as a stomp. It's No. Yeah. It's, from what I'm reading, this it's a Wraith something or other. Wraith Lord. Oh, Wraith, Wraith Lord. Wraith Knight, I think, is what they call it. It's Wraith Knight? Yeah. Um, it's in, from what I've read, it's in the Eldar rulebook. In fact, people are now starting to speculate if they're just going to start kind of blending and combining Apocalypse with hmm. 40K, basically saying, well, sure, you could take the models in your 40K games, too, as long as you want to buy one. Hmm. I mean, the thing's clocking in at about a about a buck 15. Jeez. <laughs> yep. But it's a nine-inch tall giant Eldar Ray thing. I mean, that's kind of... <laughs> I don't know if it's cool or if it's just basically if I should just get... M- Call my buddy and get his old Starfire figure from the Transformers and <laughs> put that in its place because it's huge. Yeah. The thing is big; it's very big. The, the I got I saw a picture from one of the live dwarf where it's it's uh, size is comparable. It's like got a regular Eldar figure and then it's got like one of their um, like dreadnoughts. I don't know what they're called, but it's like one of their dreadnoughts. And then it's got that thing sitting by him, and that the, the dreadnought goes up to like its knee. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, it's. <laughs> It's huge. It's just frighteningly big. Um, but Her- Harrison's all excited because, like, thanks to John Gashik last year, yeah. Harrison's got a 1,500-point Eldar army, so he's all excited to see what now, the book brings. Does he or do you guys play 40K? Uh, Ryan, I know you do. Yep. We've got the stuff. I don't really know how to play it, and I know Chris Mullen said he would come up uh, with, at some point, and we're going to get some – he's going to teach us how to play. I just we just haven't had the time. Oh, I don't imagine it's that complicated. Where yeah, well, I mean, but still, I mean, I would like to learn the rules. He said, "Come on out, we'll just play a couple okay. of Space Marines against Space Marines battles." It's easy to learn that way because they all yep. get the same stat line. But, yeah, I would uh, say that if you did want to pick it up, the rules are quite a bit simpler than fantasy, um, and it's pretty easy to pick up, in my opinion. Yeah, especially I mean, I, fantasy. Yeah, I've read the rules, and it's—I mean—it doesn't seem—it it doesn't seem difficult. It just—it's always easier when you got someone who knows what they're doing playing with you. Plus, I—I uh, I figured uh, a couple of people told us like you—you you know, don't learn with Eldar. It's like they like break <laughs> a lot of rules, and there's a lot of things. If you want to learn the rules of the game, he said, you know, start with this, do it this way, you know, with a couple of friends, and get the basics down, and then you'll figure it out much more easily how to change things up. So that's about all. That's all I got for news and rumors. Anybody else got nope, anything? Nothing nope. for me. All right. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I've, I've other thing that heard. I don't know if you guys mentioned in your last cast or not. I can't remember, but um, Lizardmen are rumored to be um, August, I believe. Oh, is that right? August. Yeah. Like an apocalypse thing. Interesting. So yeah, I'm just I'm loving this new army book every month. Oh yeah, it's, it's amazing. 
It's it's the golden age of Warhammer. I feel it's the best right now than it's ever been before, in my opinion. I've yeah. only I've only played since seventh edition, so I was right after seventh came out. So I don't know anything else than seventh and eighth. All I know is I really love this game. Yeah, no, that's that's valid. Plus all the the GTS. I mean, you have just we're spoiled for choice for different tournaments on any given weekend. Right. I mean, it's amazing. Back in sixth edition, when I started playing, we didn't have any of that. Just a you know, one day tournament at your local store, ten people. That was it. right. Yeah. Look at me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I know anything. I just said I didn't start playing until like six, seven years ago. Yeah, I didn't play start playing until seventh edition either. But like the tournaments is what really driven my hobby and my love for this game. You know, since I've started playing in them, because the first couple of years I played, it was you know same thing, local to- store friends. Right. So. Yeah, the tournament takes the experience to a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Any other things we should cover, news and rumors, or should we move on? I think we can move on. I uh, got a message from Grant. He's on his way. Guess what, folks? Grant's coming on. So he'll be here shortly. But um, why don't we uh, jump into the toolbox, and then we can hit a break when he gets here. We'll just break in the middle if we need to. Sure. So this is the toolbox, and the toolbox is brought to you by... Good googly moogly. All right. So, anybody done any good anything? Read anything worth mentioning? I have not. Mine's easy. (laughs) Are you still working on Eisenstein? Uh, To be fair, no. I, I. with all the painting that I've had to do recently, reading. No, but I'm saying, I mean, you haven't. It's on my shelf. Okay. I haven't cracked it open though. Oh, okay. I mean, you haven't given up on it or anything. No, you I haven't, haven't given up. To it. Yeah, just, yeah, it's just that's, that's yeah, I mean. got knocked down in priorities. Um, what about you, Ryan? You've been doing a bunch of reading. You've been I reading have. that Homer, Homer Hare, Homer yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I borrowed those books from you, Dave. Thank you very much, by the way. You're welcome. And so I got back from Adepticon, and I burned through Flight of the Eisenstein, uh, Fulgrim, and Legion, and I'm uh, halfway through um, Defenders of Ulthuan right now. Oh, so I'm busy with reading. Defenders of Ulthuan, which one is that? Um, I think it's the first one in like the el- like the Elves Omnibus. Oh, okay, that's not the is Tyrion that one Uh, it's it's decent so far. It hasn't really gotten into a lot of action. It's just kind of been developing the character so right. far. Um, but it's like the it's like the first one before. There's like a Sons of Illyrian is the second one, I think. Huh. Um, but. It's set in like present day Ultawan, which is kind of cool. So that sounds cool. I have to check those out. Yeah, we have it. I guess Harrison's got them. He read them. Oh, or I have them. I don't. I have a lot of Black Library that sort of got pushed to the side for the Horus Heresy and after Eleanor. So, did you? Uh, which of those books have you liked the most so far out of your Horus Heresy books? There, Ryan. Um. I would actually say that I I've enjoyed I enjoyed the Dark Angels one the most just because that's the army I play and so like when I was reading through it I just really loved going through it um, but uh, the the third book um, was I can't remember what it's called the Galaxy and Flames Galaxy and Flames yeah that one was awesome to me too uh, I just I just really loved the climax of that whole all right we we've, we've unleashed this rebellion and you know the climax with Loken and the the duel and oh it's just I just really like that one a lot, too. Yeah, that was a good read. That was a fun read, yeah. And we'll be discussing that in just a couple of weeks on the next episode of After Olinor. We've been taking notes. We even have a special guest. 
Yes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. This is, this is big time stuff going on here. So uh, we're all excited. And then if you've listened yeah. to if you listen to the newest after Eleanor, I'm just going to keep plugging the new show. Uh, Greg was at uh, the Black Library weekend, and he got a bunch of the authors to all like say, "Hey, this is oh, me. that's li- awesome." So if you listen to the, if you listen to the newest after Eleanor, he says, "This is Graham McNeil, author of False Gods, and this is after Eleanor." It's like, "Hey, this, nice. now we're going to talk about your book." Okay, <laughs> yeah. sweet. Yeah, Greg sent me all those. I was like, "You got to be kidding me! This is awesome." So nice work, Greg. Yes, thank you, Greg. So I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm go, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Ryan. I was gonna say I'm anxious to to actually listen to the After Olnar on on the book Legion because that book to me was crazy. Um, the uh, whole the whole thing is so much different than any of the other ones. Um, you know, following an Imperial army. Um, so I'm I'm anxious to hear you guys' thoughts on that one. I really sure. liked it. It was very different in the beginning. I didn't know what was going to go on, but that was a good book. I thought that one was really cool. I just like the characters in it when they built them up. It was like someone. It was something different. It was like, meanwhile, doing this thing over here. I was like, oh, cool. Plus, the end just completely shocked me. So I was just like, Wee, oh boy, but no yep. spoilers. So uh, let's see. I guess everybody's doing hobby stuff except me. So I'm going to start off with the hobby. Um, you can go on our forums and join the hobby commitment challenge, um, and uh, post your pictures up there. Chance to win fabulous prizes. But uh, I haven't picked up a paintbrush since Adepticon. I've been, I got finals next week. I'm just busy. So I, and I didn't go to Midwest Rampage. So I got. That's not a bad thing though. You know, if you have time to kind of recover and. That's what I've been doing. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to be painting a lot this summer. Right. But I need a couple of weeks to, you know, get my, get my life in order so that I can have that set up again. Makes sense. So I know you've done a ton. I've been hobbying like a demon. Not not necessarily by choice. Which kind? Of chaos. Oh, oh, oh chaos. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, so Midwest Rampage has come and gone, so I was preparing for that. Once the High Elf book came out, I'm like, oh, i got to play these in the tournament. So I, I r- went out and got a couple of Phoenixes, painted two Frost Hearts, and a unit of Reavers, which I didn't have before, uh, to make my lists legal and to have it where I wanted it, and finally got those done. And, uh, man, that was all in the span of like 10 days. Wow. How many Reavers? Five more. So five Reavers and two Phoenixes two fr- yeah, two in, in just over a week. Yeah. So and uh, so I don't you, know what it is. What's your standard, I suppose? That, uh, that's, that's, that's the thing. I don't know what the, what is with that high elf army. I'm always painting like behind the eight ball. Like There's some crazy deadline that I'm trying to meet, and I feel like I'm rushing the painting. And it gets done, and it gets on the tabletop. But you know, the, the painting scores, I think, in the end reflect that. Because even though I did garner... Uh, player's choice for be- for favorite army. And W nice. who? And W two. Yeah, I do appreciate that. But the painting yeah, score that I got. Thank you. My painting score was pretty um, was much lower than I would have hoped for. So I think I have to go back and revisit. Maybe we'll do restart that that high elf army. And I haven't seen the, your phoenixes yet, so I have no idea as to uh, uh, you know the quality or the veracity or just sure. if you're just being modest. I have no idea. Well, I'll bring them over. You can see them. Once I'd I, like to. We'll play a game. I'll kick your butt with them, and you'll see. <laughs> we probably <laughs> will. Because <laughs> yeah, now no, they're so broken. Though. They're this filthy new filth, filth, broken filth. They are pretty good. So that's that's been my hobby. Um, how about you, Ryan? Uh, yeah, well, since the high off release, I picked up uh, a couple of the new kits, uh, the Flying Chariot. I've yep. been working on that. Um, also been... I'm, I'm like you said. I, I'm actually going to be redoing my my high elves with a, a new theme. Oh wow! So I've got some new. I've been building a lot of different models: some sea guard, some mm-hmm. archers, um, 
And obviously, I need to get a Phoenix. I haven't got it, got one yet, but I proxied one. And I, then I, right when I got done proxying it, I'm like, okay, I got to go get one. Right, right. Um, but for me, uh, right now, I'm actually putting all that on a pause because I got to finish my Soul Grinder for Blood in the Sun. Right. Um, and my Soul Grinder is like a conversion between the Arachnarok and the actual Soul Grinder kit. So yeah, I've seen that. That thing looks nice. Yeah, the conversion turned out well. I just got now. I just got to get get it painted. It's a big boy. It's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. Centerpiece model. Got to do it justice. That's right. So I let me ask you, uh, with your high elf, since you're restarting your army, are you going to be buying new models for every unit, or will you be like stripping and redoing certain certain units? No, I won't be. I'm not going to be stripping anybody. Um, I will um, be buying new models. Actually, when I back when I was playing high elf, I actually have a lot of models that I never got to painting. So like I have like 40 white lines that I never painted. So I got oh, those okay. to go. Um, I have a bunch of speed that have been coming up um, that I haven't painted yet. So uh, there's a lot of – for as long as I've played High Elves, you know, I, I, I probably have like 3,500 painted, and then I have about 2,500 of unpainted stuff that's ready oh, to, that okay. I can, I'm ready to go with right away. But, yeah, otherwise, m- new models, I just can't – I can't – bear to think of stripping all that work I put into models. Yeah, it's, it's painful to do. I, I've, I've, I've had to do it. but uh, it's, it's painful to spend the money on the new ones, too, though. True. Yeah. So pick your poison, I guess. Yep. So it'll be a gradual process. I'll add it, you know, I'll try to do one unit at a time, mm-hmm. and then eventually you know, unveil the whole army. I'm, I, you know, I'd like to do it at North Star, but mm-hmm. realistically, it's probably going to be more like Wapaka. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited. We picked. We did do. We we did do a little purchasing, even though not too much actual hobbying. And uh, what I did was uh, we picked up a couple of phoenixes for Harrison. Really wanted some phoenixes for his army, and I, I owed him a trip to UGG, so picked up a couple. Yeah. Well, he got one that he earned and one that I got. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> Um, so I, he, he wants one of each. He figures it's, you know, have just so he could play either one. Sure. And, um, I'm kind of looking forward to painting it cause I know he's not going to, and I'm looking forward to painting it. Plus I figure this is something I could paint and try out techniques with and stuff and not have to worry about paint scores. Cause I ain't going to, it's not gonna be in my army. Well, you never know. Yeah, well, I could play with it. I mean, it looks like a, a fun army from what I've been reading to get ready for tonight. There was, um, it, it, Ryan, you might may have seen this. There's an, uh, a video on YouTube. I was telling you, David, about this before. Yeah. Uh, some guy, he 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 bought the kit, the, the Phoenix kit, and bought and, and built one. And with the leftover parts combined with the Island of Blood Griffin, was able to make a second Phoenix. Oh no, I haven't seen that. That's a good idea, though. Yeah. So I know a lot of a lot of high elf players out there have extra Phoenixes lying around. I know I do. I think that'd great, be a great uh, combination. You have a lot of extra phoenixes lying around. Extra griffins, I should say. Oh, okay, just just checking, <laughs> just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> extra phoenixes. Yeah, you know, I got lots of yeah. phoenix king man over here. Got all of them. You know, it's awesome. So uh, yeah, we should post that link in the show notes, maybe. Yeah, uh, find the link and send it to me, and yeah, I'll get yeah. the, I'll get it posted because that's yeah, I check it out. Yeah, I think I have like three or four griffins because I know we Harrison and I each got an island of blood set. Because right. we figured just pile into his, uh, right, his high elves, and then we had all the extra strength sure. and stuff. And, and well, even uh, if you don't, they're, I think they're pretty cheap, like on eBay and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, just, absolutely. They, they have of them. 
So um, hold on, folks. Oh, and walking into the crypt down here in the studio. That's your seat, Grant. Go ahead. Handsome man Grant Fetter is joining us on the program. Why don't you click your mic on and say a few words so I could get your levels going. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Check, check, microphone, one, two. There you are. Handsome man on the mic and his nerdy crew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you rapping? See, that's great. <laughs> pretty good on the spot right there. There you go. We Wait, have. It's, it's always good to have who, some rapping. Who else it. is on? Oh, Nickel. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I can't hear me in here. Oh, you can't hear you? No, I hear you. Boo. Ryan, what's going on? Not a lot, man. Just doing some podcasting here. Are we? Is it? Well, wait, I'm here now, so I have to say, and I came, yo. And there you go. That didn't take <laughs> long at all. There you go. Now you just cost you just cost poor children in hospitals everywhere ten dollars. Why? <laughs> Cranky sent in a uh, Cranky sent in a shout out, basically saying, "Friends don't let friends say." And I came, yo. <laughs> and for every episode between now and bits, where well, we make that an episode nobody without says saying it, that, he's going to donate ten dollars to his uh, extra life. And I said, well, we got to warn Grant when he gets here, because that's like the well, first thing he's going to say. Well, yeah, of course, because okay. when, I, when I come <laughs> on the show. Line. That's your tagline now, right? Well, I never yeah. thought of it. I feel like I'm on a sitcom now. Like we're, <laughs> we're got, at, like, what you talking about? I, the last two tournaments at Adepticon and at Midwest Rampage, both uh, I got anti-cameoed by both at both tournaments. See, there you go. All right, well, but, okay, Cranky, just don't count that, because he didn't know. But now that he knows. Well, this episode doesn't count. Okay. Right. I hope not. I hope not. Well, every how time many, how many between, now bits? And, between now and bits. Right. So there will be two. There will be this one and the bits episode. Dave, you so. have editing power. Just edit it out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Maybe I'll just cuckoo no, part of it. Know. If I yeah. cuckoo one of the words, then it never happened. Really, there you go. Great. Googly moogly. Well, Grant, uh, thanks for coming in. Um, we are in the middle of the... Toolbox. toolbox. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, what hobby stuff we've been do- doing lately. Anything on your end? Well, I've been doing a lot of bits prep. I mean, it's, you know, waking up in the morning before I go to bed at night. Lots of hobby uh, terrain building because we're building a couple tables and uh, it snuck up on us pretty quick. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm building some... uh, so, some forts and some some cool idols and some I don't know some cool cool neat terrain. Well, stuff. Well, should we keep it a surprise or do we want to? Do we? Does the public know? Yeah, no, the, pub, the public. I know because yeah. I saw the picture because he sent me a picture of them and I was like so mad that I was. Uh, so so we're them. doing it bits now. We're doing every year. It's going to be um, except for this year. Uh, it's going to be the winner from the year before. We're going to make five new terrain tables, and it's going to be based around last year's winner. And we just started to we, we decided since it was a new thing, we're not going to do last year's winner. We're not going to do ogres. We're going to start with the best army, and we're going to do orcs and goblins. Wow. Yeah, this day is the best. Oh yeah. So we're doing five tables that are orc and goblin themed, and I'm uh, I'm I'm. Surprised they haven't cut my fingers by slicing out all sorts of uh, balsa wood and, and making uh, making these kind of handmade, like every plank individual huts. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. Are these, are these going to be like tables one through five, or are they going to be spursed throughout? To be determined. All right. There you go. That was my question, too. See? So I'm glad you asked. But so you've been doing a lot of bits prep, just huh? a lot of a lot of bits prep. I mean, I did a little bit of um, 
No, not even for for Midwest Rampage. All I did I was think your army was all done. It was pretty much all done. I, I added fire to my Disco Ogre's finger because he became my fire belly. Oh, the Disco Ogre. The Disco <laughs> Ogre became my flaming Disco fire belly. There you go. Something in there is redundant. I just don't know what part. <laughs> <laughs> the part that repeats. Yes. That is redundant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. but that, that's again. it. That's it for hobby for me. <laughs> the part that repeats again, it's like deja vu all over again. What will that be now? And they give you cash, which is as good as money. So I don't know how many people out there run <laughs> run tournaments, but I've just been, I feel like I've been running around with a chicken with my head. But I mean, it's that time now. It's come to crunch time. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, turning no in their list now. Um uh, some people dropping, some people adding. Yeah, how many people dropped? Over. How many people? Wait, you know, how many people do you have right now? Like, you still 90, how many? Exactly, 90, still ninety. 90 exactly. Yeah. So I mean, but over the period, I mean, people are like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to get in, but there has been probably twenty five drops. I would say about sure. that since Things we started. Whatever. Uh, really? People, you know, signing up and then dropping. Probably about twenty to twenty five drops, but we've had such a long waiting list that we're still we still have an unpaid wait, but. Yeah, so not 93 total names on the list, but only 90 allowed in the tournament. Okay, but there's still a chance to get in because, I mean, like you said, we, I know you had almost 30 names on the waiting list originally. I, I would bet there will be one or two more drops before. We are going to keep the tournament to 90. You yeah. can't see it, but I'm I'm raising my hand halfway up. Oh, What, if you to maybe drop? Yeah. Well, it depends on if you got a baby that's dropping, right? That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Listen, if that happens... You know, and God bless you, because you got to be there with your wife. But send the spam. Oh yes, <laughs> because that stuff was fantastic. By the way, and yeah, the beauty was this is the guy Mine's who gave us gone. the spam. Mine's not all gone, but that's because I don't have like there was not very much plain spam. There was like jalapeno spam and black pepper spam, and the boy can't handle his heat at all. Really? Like, oh, my, my boys ate that stuff up. Oh, he won't even eat the jalapeno spam. So it's like, I got all the spam to myself. Oh, lucky. Oh, I know. And those meals, sure. those little... Yeah, send it down. Dude, that was popular because somebody ganked some out of the box you gave us before I got it home. I don't know. Oh, that's that, bad. That grosses me out. <laughs> it, was, it was. It's the most processed of meats. What could be gross? It's ham and pork shoulder, yes. and it's all sorts of tasty. I love it's it. crazy tasty. It says so on the can. Oh, I was saying, um, I haven't done anything, but I did pick up those phoenixes because I want to paint them. I'm thinking that next week or so, uh, i got to build one terrain piece, obviously, for blood. So it's got to be a water piece, right? Water terrain piece. That's right. I've got to figure out what I'm going to do for that. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to start packing up and seeing what the old foam that I've been replacing with battle foam Seeing how much of the warrior stuff I could pop in there, I think I'm gonna. I think that's gonna go eBay. The warriors are oh, the ogres. You are getting rid of them, though. Yeah, warriors and ogres. I just don't think I'm ever gonna play them. I just don't think I'm ever gonna play with them, even so though as much as I like having. You're them. committing to getting rid of those armies right now. Um, no, I'm. I'm just talk, talk to me, and then you can keep them in the family, and then, <laughs> yes, then if you want them back, I'm like one of those guys who's trying to quit smoking. I'm. Qu- I, I, in fact, I remember Christopher doing this. I definitely. It was one of the times you quit smoking. We were all sitting around, and we had a few uh, Diet Cokes. And he's like, I'm qu-. He's, I'm, that's it. I'm quitting smoking. I'm not going to smoke anymore. This is the last cigarette from this box. Not smoking anymore. I am firm. I'm going to stick with this. He's like, now about two hours from now, I may go out and buy a pack of cigarettes. It's completely, completely negate what I just said. But as of right now, I'm firm. And so I, that's that's <laughs> that's kind of how I am right now, I think. But I, that's what? what I don't get. <laughs> <laughs> if these te- if these armies never see the light of day, then 
why have them? Just in case. Of what? I changed my mind. When? That's the, the. Why do you think of <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at a tournament or a campaign? I've never even seen most of these armies. Yeah, looking over there though, and I see Yeti. So I'll take your Yeti right now. I have seven. They won't add any value if I you have, try and sell I it as a bulk have, on eBay. I think I have five or six of them. I will take all of them. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Sometimes I think you're just trying to make your own independent store down here. <laughs> it really is. If you look at all yeah, the shelves, it is. Oh, I got those two giant tubs over there the size of... You could store a body in them. I'm going to put all the unopened stuff in there, and I'm going to put... Yeah, we put Morgan in it. She fit just fine, so I'm going to get... But I think that's what I'm going to do. I think that's the plan now. I, I endorse that plan. You should do it. Buy bits. I'll sell, because I want to get some I want to get some other stuff, too, and it's getting expensive. <laughs> I'm going to use it. I yeah. can use that to cover the cost for the more paint for my airbrush, and I gotta, I'm, Harrison's going to want more high elf stuff now. Other than just the two phoenixes, sure. and since Morgan's got her empire army, she's starting that I bought uh, anything that I come up lacking. Oh, so you're, you're so you're getting rid of stuff to make room for more stuff. Well, I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff to make room for a few select items just to finish. Instead gotcha. of having a little bit of seven armies, I'm going to have a lot bit of you know four or three. You well, know? I, I think there's some actual content here because the Dave, you're you're kind of uh, I think you're having some success with your vampires and maybe kind of seeing that. It is kind of cool to focus on one army and and to get good at them and and re- no you don't think so that's yeah that's kind of what it is it's like because even now I'm thinking about going it's like I'd like to play I, I, I'd like to take a break from them but I've been playing oh, them yeah. a long time now and it's like and I've got them ready and I've got them tournament I've got to, I've actually got I actually am taking the same list to a second tournament and I'm talking the same list to another tournament like I've gotten to the point where I'm like I'm comfortable with what I'm playing and so I I, I like it and I've got it but then I'm like. Okay, if I do decide to go back to dwarves or pick up a third army, if I'm if I do like it enough, I'm probably going to wind up playing it for as long as I did this. Right. So it's like really, so I've got between dwarves, vampires, and whatever third army I'm building, the next like three four years of my hobby, it's probably it's locked down. Yeah. So what, what do I need all this other well, stuff? I, for? I unloaded my Skaven recently and all of them and. They, it actually afterwards, I was you know I was like gripping onto them. No, I don't want to get rid of them, and I, I finally got rid of them. So I, I and I feel good about it afterwards. So like Bilbo with the ring. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> finally, let it go. Well, that's the question: Does having all this extra stuff that you don't necessarily use but have just in case, does that add to the happiness in your hobby experience? That's the question that you have to ask yourself. No Do you one ever can roll that around in any of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, I never I, roll uh, around in it, but it's just... It, that's why all those lances are broken. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel better when I got less stuff, because I feel like when I've got so much stuff sitting around, it's like, I'm never going to get through any of this, and it, it kind of bogs down yeah. on me just having it around. See, and that's kind of how I'm starting to feel. So that's what, Look, it's almost like an intervention, Dave. <laughs> if this works, I'll sell another army. Don't paint a thousand zobnars or whatever. I'm you're not calling. painting a thousand zombies. I got two hundred and ten, and I'm content. I haven't run out yet. If I ever run out, I will paint more. I have more that could be painted and built. So that's it for hobby. That's <laughs> <laughs> anything else. That's it. Dave's that's just selling done. all of his armies. That's, that's it for hobby. Right. That's so, the end. Uh, okay. So before we take a break, uh, um, I w- well, does anyone have any other? I've got only one thing to say. I'll make it short. Star Trek Into Darkness was awesome. I can't wait to go see it for a third time. Don't say anything because I'm, I'm not going to gonna spoil it. it for you. 
Um, but it's it's just it's good. It's better than I expected it to be. The preview doesn't really tell you anything in the story, which I like because I hate going to a movie and seeing a trailer and feeling like I saw the film already. Better than Rathacon, which I thought was the best Star, Star Trek movie. It's, it's very different than Wrath of Khan. I would I don't know if I would say it's better. Okay, that's um, enough. You don't have to say anymore. It's very different. It's hard to co- co- compare the, it, the the last two to the old series. Sure. Yeah, very much so. I mean, the old, I, the old series is so much more camp. Well, I mean, this, this is JJ Abrams. Right. Yeah, I mean, we were just watching Star Trek two recently, and it's like when they're inside the rock with the Genesis. It's, it's like I'm sitting here watching it on our HD TV, and you could just like never notice. With the lower quality of, you know, the just to completely painted everything. Oh, in there. Yeah, They're like yeah, just standing course. in one little circle yeah, yeah. in a painted set. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> right. you know. And there's stuff on there. It's just like, oof, oof. Makes you say oof, and now you watch this, you're like, wow, this is cool. But they're di- they're different. Sure, it has prompted us to get into Harrison and I on Netflix are watching the original series of Star Trek, like from episode one. We're about six in. He's never seen any of it, so like original, original or yes, next with, gen? No, Shatner. Oh, the Shatner wow. original. There's only 80 episodes, and the uh, 80. There's that many. There's three seasons. Wow. Then they're the yeah, other American seasons, so like 26 episodes. Hmm. So yeah, there's 80 episodes, including the pilots and things like that. So that's what we're doing. All right. Um, you know what? Let's take a break, and then we'll come back. And um, I know Grant wanted to talk about bits a little bit, and uh, then um, then we'll move into the Hail Farming. Sounds like a plan. Starcrown was shattered during Malekith's first assault on Seferi. To this day, the Lawmasters of Hoeth search in desperation for the lost fragments of the Starcrown. Even the mirror shell of the crown contains great power, and many an elven mage dreams of harnessing that might to his own ends. And we're back! Yes, we are. Look at that. Ryan, you... Oh, what a natural. Yeah. So, uh... So what, what are we talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're back. He's back. Don't push. He's, right. Be glad he's here. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would do the good old back, back, back in the back. That was my back, favorite. Back, 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 back. Hey! <laughs> I like that stuff. That. I do, too. I did not like the. What was the one that you did? Just the really loud, crazy. It was one word that you said. We are not going yes. back there. Yes. No, we are not going there. I loved there. it. No, that 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 that's the one of all the stupidity that has come out of my mouth on this show. Outrageous is the one that drives you. It's like it's bamboo under the nails. Yes, that's, that's one of those things. Of For some reason, things. whenever I hear it, not, like if I'm listening to the cast in the car and I hear that outrageous, I would just burst out laughing. Outrageous. <laughs> 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 Okay, Blood in the Sun. Let's go. Let's talk about this. Blood in the Sun is going to be outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going. Um, You two are running it. Yeah, you two are running it. You're going. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm planning on it. So what do people need to know for those that aren't aware? 
Yeah, Grant, you're the mouthpiece. Of okay, this I'm, thing. The, I'm the mouthpiece <laughs> of the whole thing. So, yeah, so Blood in the Sun, uh, two-day Warhammer Fantasy Tournament, 2,400 points, no comp except we're still one of the few holdout tournaments that are not allowing special characters in this area. Uh, we got 90 players signed up this year, like we said before. We've got a couple on the waiting list. You may, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, I may want to go, um, we just had a guy, Kenny Lull, just, just snagged up a ticket because yep. uh, one person dropped out and hadn't paid. So we don't have a paid waiting list right now. So if you do want to get on, get in the waiting list. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll be sure to shoot you out an email if there is a spot that opens up. I would say right now, chances are pretty good that you will get in if you get on the waiting list now. Yeah, because even I mean, there's even usually a couple of people that just even don't even tell of. you and don't show you. Yeah. yeah, don't show up the day of. Well, you know, I know last minute things happen because he's come. He's staying here for a couple of days before bits. Oh gosh. Yeah, no, I got to pick him up on like Wednesday, I think. Cool. And and just you know, just to keep cranky happy because he's going to be staying at my house. I don't want him to cut my throat in the middle of the night. Your comp is no special characters. And no Rhinox Riders. I just want to throw out oh, that Rhinox Riders are not. No <laughs> Rhinox Riders allowed. <laughs> they were allowed last year, but they. But come on, got, he, the Ogre book is pretty good. Do they really need Rhinox Riders? He's he's got them. He wants to play them. I, mean, I understand. I mean, I'm you could use them as you could proxy them as whatever you want. Oh, in I know. The Ogre book. Oh, I know. They are brutal too. Yeah, they're like sick. I never realized. They don't need them. They're they're worse than. I mean, actually, the Grand Grand are not good. The only downfall is that they're frenzied. They're they're frenzied, so you could lead them around if you want. But when he takes like four of them, all single models that are uh, oh, champions, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it was it's sick. Like I didn't realize. Like they they actually. People are like, oh, the Mournfang. Why did they do the Rhinox Riders? Now I'm like, thank God they did the Mournfang because the Rhinox Riders <laughs> because, were tougher. Because the, the Rhinox Riders are actually man-eaters riding them, so they're all higher stats, too. High, one higher strength. Boy, oh, boy. So, so, so back to bits. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, so the comp is no... Um, special characters. Special characters and no... None of Cranky's Rhinox Riders. <laughs> Although the special character bit... May change in the it future. may change in the future. Rhinox Riders definitely won't. Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. Uh, we could probably see special characters making a comeback in the future. Um, you know, especially being that we're the only holdout right now. But. Well, I, I think well, at, right after the tournament, we elicit feedback from the player base and say, you know, what did you like? What didn't you like? That would be a good point, I think, to ask people. You know, how did you feel about no special characters? How would you feel about seeing them in the future? Uh, Ryan, as a as a player who's who's been to Blood in the Sun before, you know how would you feel about that? Well, um, I I like seeing tournaments that with the special characters, especially now, like you said, like they're all you know getting a little more tame. You know, they're more balanced. Um, the one thing that I, I was just gonna say when you talked about it is most tournaments are allowing them now, so that I mean that's that that is one thing. Additionally, besides the, the terrain features and stuff that you guys do, that is different now that there aren't aren't special characters. Yeah, I've actually gotten a lot of feedback this year as far as, you know, darn it, I have to change my list now right. because of that. So no you know, they want to take, well, really, no it's, it's just Throg. Yeah. Well, it, it affects really, Tomb Kings quite brand, a bit, too. too. I was going to say, Tomb Kings are the ones that they, they suffer the most. characters can really buff that army. Like, yeah. Arcan really makes them a lot better. You know, that guy that gives Tomb Guard frenzy and reroll armor saves on one construct. And yep. It can make them a lot more competitive, for sure. Yeah, Joe Sloboda, our local Tomb King I, I played against activist. both of them this last weekend, he, he, yeah. He, he's of the mind that uh, Tomb Kings are, are based around their special characters. Like, they're at the crux of the army. You, know, you have to have them. I can buy into uh, that. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. We also do the scenarios, so we do have a lot of scenario uh, points that... 
you can crack from the other. What's that? The the Kraken. (laughs) Oh, I love that scenario. Just just wait. So. Yeah, I mean, and just feedback in general. We've we've been getting a lot of feedback, been paying attention to a lot of the Twitter feeds and chatter back and forth about what people do and don't like about tournaments. So we're going to take some of that feedback for years in the future, and then we're also going to reach out after the tournament and ask for feedback again as well because we want to always be making bits better. It's the players' tournament. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think maybe you just put that on one of the surveys and say, well, do you want special characters in next year, yes or no? And then whatever the majority says, maybe. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yep. Um, so you got ninety players. It's Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you got Friday night stuff going on though, don't you? We do have we do have Friday night stuff. So so really, the big Friday night stuff is we're going to have the painting competition again. Uh, okay. Want to make sure that uh, the people are there and want to take place in it. It's free. Uh, it's sponsored by the Mini Painting Authority. They're going to be running it again, and it was a lot of fun last that year. Was a lot I, of you fun. know, le- that I, was fun. I actually had to grab quite a few people and say, "Come on, come on, let's do this." We wound up having maybe fifteen. 10 to 15 people in it, and afterwards, I think everybody said, oh, wow, that was a lot more fun than I thought it would be, just kind of, you know, sitting down and, you know, jabbing each other in the side, <laughs> trying to, or being Dave and playing your cutthroat music, trying to throw everybody else's attention <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed I didn't do it last year. It looked like you guys were having a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just an hour. You get, you get a miniature, you get an hour to paint it. Whoever's looks best at the end of the, I mean, it was actually pretty close. It was tough we, judging. Yeah, it was tough that judging was that sure. one. But, uh yeah, yeah. So, so Friday night we'll have that as well as open gaming. Um, I'm, I'm taking a play from the book of uh, my good pal Alex Gonzalez, who's been on this show. And for his last tournament that he ran, Screw City, he actually did a he did a dinner afterwards. And I said, you know what? That was phenomenal. It got everybody together at one place. So we decided to even uh, take it a step up, and we're going to go to a place called the Ram Brewery. And uh, the hotel's providing shuttle buses for everybody uh, back and forth, so so no drinking and driving. And it's going to be a phenomenal time. So after the 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 third round on Saturday, we've got this event at the Ram Brewery, which is about a mile down the road from the actual hotel. It's going to be outstanding. I would say that for me, since I don't get to play any uh, toy soldiers that weekend, that to me is going to be uh, what I'm really looking forward to. What's the over or under on uh, hungover people Sunday morning? Um, yeah, there's. Uh, let's see. There, there's there's ninety players. There's uh, like a, there's a, eleven volunteers this year, including us. So I'm guessing about ninety three hungover people. Ninety three. <laughs> <laughs> Not this boy. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're pointing to me yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I might drink a bit, but I do not. I do not drink to the point where I get a hangover anymore. I do not take them well it's, at all. It's not about. So I mean, we're, we're jamming fun at hungover people. It's not about. Um, necessarily. Oh no, I have no problem with, with the hungover <laughs> people. I mean, if that you want to you want to drink until five in the morning, come play. God bless you. It's, be my guest. I can't. I just. Some people play better in that state. <laughs> I'm serious. Ryan, I know. Ryan Nickel, Johnny yeah. Hastings. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I got played Grant first game Sunday morning. Oh man, I two not years ago. Well. Yeah, you were not feeling well, and still wailed on me. So <laughs> great. So um, yeah, it just again, it's not about the drinking necessarily. It's not well, it's about, about any of that. It's about community. hanging out. It's about socializing. It's about getting everybody together in one place. Because last year it was kind of like. We didn't have any one thing to do. Um, my favorite thing about my favorite tournament, which is Wapaka, is the um, 
socialization that happens there because there's nothing else to do in Wapaka, Wisconsin in the middle of winter. So everybody stays there. So that's kind of the focus of this is, hey, let's get everybody to one place. Right. You know, let's get them there safely. Let's get them back safely. Um, and then also it kind of, so a lot of people like to bring, like to bring their own beverages at, uh, you know, to the tournament. One of the rules at the hotel and any hotel really is that you're not allowed to bring your own outside alcohol into the, into the facility. And so we're going to actually make a stand this year and kind of say, Hey, the hotel has told us, no, uh, we can't have outside liquor. Uh, you can't bring your own cans and bottles and things to just have them sitting out and then, you know, leave all your cans out at night and everything because we're going to get in trouble. We're going to get fined for that. And and thank goodness I was able to schmooze enough last year that we didn't get fined. But I imagine if it happens again this year, we will. So so we're just going to be a little bit more strict about that th- this year. I'm going to send out an email about that. And here's what I keep telling everybody. If we don't see it, you're all good. If that makes sense. Well, the so, important part yeah. is the hotel doesn't and see it. And if the hotel doesn't see it, you're all good. So prepare accordingly if you plan on, uh, you well, know, sneaking and sneaking it flying under the radar. Right. What I've done in the past is like, you know, you just keep that cooler in your, your room and then you buy, you know, your first drink and like every other drink or something from the bar and then you just bring a couple cans in your backpack, like you said, and then uh, just refill and just, just refill, refill. Yeah. On, under the table, something like that. But we're just going to keep a little bit more watchful eye this year on, Hey, you know, you can't be leaving that out. You can't. So as much as I hate to have to have that job of policing it, hopefully my email and maybe my comment before the tournament will reduce the amount of policing that I'll have to do. But it's just important to me that, that we've got a great venue. I don't want to make them mad. Um, and well, we don't want to have to search for a new venue. <laughs> right. well, and, that, and the thing is finding a, I mean, how many places did you guys run and look at before you found this place? I mean, uh, there's. I mean, we're in Chicagoland, so there is a lot of places. No there's doubt, a lot of places, but, but it, if you got a place that you like and you get along well and is the right size, you well, know, it took some homework, some research to. Th- this yeah. place has this place has a lot of room to expand too. So I mean, if we want to, you know, we want to start a 40k tournament at the same time, or we want to start make this an event, we could because this is. I mean, they they've got. Um, even above Huge, last year, like Ryan, from, I mean, they've got they've stuff. got several ballrooms. Yeah. We're actually in a totally different area this year. We've got the grand ballroom this year, so it's pretty cool. Oh, nice! And I think even Alex didn't Alex say something about that for Screw City this year too? Yeah, I think in his the email he sent out pretty hard on on him. Yeah, yeah. So, so Screw City this year is going to have a pretty uh, even harsher penalty right. for <laughs> for outside drinks as well. Well, there you go. Lose <laughs> tournament points. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. That would hurt the hurt people. That put the you know. fear into people. Hit them where it hurts. <laughs> this is I'm 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 so looking forward to this. This is so exciting. I'm just you know I'm looking forward to, to going back to bits. Uh, you know, having another fun tournament. You guys really, I mean, you it ran really smooth last year, and the year before. So, I'm just super excited. Well, the the scenarios that you were asking about, David, uh, are posted on the bits website. So right, I know people were playing a bunch of yeah. practice. I'm like, hey, someone bring those over here so I could, if I get into the game, the I can do them. For, for the, the public to access. To access. So Excellent. please do. So now I'll know what the Kraken is. 
So, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, I, I would say that's one of the things that we hopefully pride ourselves on is that um, we don't really try to do anything big and gimmicky or anything that's ours, but really just running a smooth tournament, making sure that scores are posted, scores are posted, uh, you know, on time. Uh, everybody knows where they're going, kind of keep the whole thing running smoothly. And I think we do a pretty good job at that. I don't know anything else you want to uh, add No, I think, I think we do. I, I think another thing that we do that I think players appreciate is releasing the scenarios out well ahead of time so that they can practice, prepare, build their, maybe build their lists around it. Yes. Not, not every tournament does that, so. Yep. Yeah, that is appreciated. Thanks, guys. And also the bingo. Yeah, no kidding. Sure. <laughs> the, the bits bingo, that's a lot of fun, too. Yeah. This year, we have a bunch of tournament noobs actually coming. That's a good thing. Like new to tournaments in general like or new, new to new, bits? Yeah, there's um, at least 10 that I can count that this is their first tournament ever. Yeah, oh, I know. Wow. I, every, all you, all yeah. you guys. Get your seal club, <laughs> everybody. All, all, yeah, all the middle tier guys right now are just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> clenching their fists together like, yes. <laughs> but... Uh, well, so, new blood is certainly important. Oh yeah, exclusive, exclusive. Everybody at Bits is going to get an exclusive Blood in the Sun miniature sculpted by Aaron Schmidt, and so he's yeah. actually he's actually started his own miniatures company, uh, Horror Show Miniatures. Horror Show Miniatures. Wait till you guys see it. I won't let the cat out of the bag as far as what yeah, it yeah, is it's, yet. It's awesome, though. but it it it's it's pretty darn cool. I think everybody will like it. Um, it's a master engineer, isn't and, it? and it's his, it's the first thing that he's produced. <laughs> so it's the first thing that he's produced, and if this is going to come from him, it's. It's not a master engineer. Nothing as, sorry, lame as a, see, nothing as lame as a dwarf. You didn't see Mr. Yu's face when That's I asked that. Happen. That was priceless. It wasn't as good as the Ben Curry head shake <laughs> when Mark and Gareth are talking. But uh, it was it was great. I'm sorry. So, yeah, everybody who's... Uh, Everybody out there who's listening in listener land, if you're on I, know the all, I know they're all jealous of uh, the, the exclusive Blood list. of the Sun 2013 miniature. Once those are made, the molds will be broken and no further That's copies it. will be ever available. Got quite a few new sponsors this year. Miniature Market's coming on. Oh, yeah. I don't know, can I talk about that on here? Not oh. sponsored by them. Maybe they'll want to sponsor you. The uh, yeah, oh, Miniature maybe. Market's coming on. Uh, Secret Weapon Miniatures is coming on to sponsor. Horror Show Miniatures, like I said. Aaron's New Ventures coming on to sponsor. So, yeah. Yeah, lots lots of exciting stuff with bits. New some new terrain, awesome you know new scenarios that are up on the uh, up on the website already. Yep. A lot of new players, so I, this is definitely geared up to be the best bits ever. Excellent. All right. Well, if that hasn't enticed you to come yet, what's wrong with you? That's what I gotta say. That's what I'm saying to you, right? Of course, I feel like well, I live in Europe and. I'm nowhere near. That is there. no excuse. That is no excuse. That is no excuse. Ben Curry came over. It's a small world. Yeah. Yeah, it's just travel time. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, folks. Um, there's still spots. Bloodinthesun.com. One word, bloodinthesun.com. Go on, jump on the waiting list, and you, too, might get to come to the uh, tournament. You too might meet NW2. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, IWFB. Uh, isn't that the other club? Illinois Warhammer. And the mm-hmm. Twisted Poop. Twist, twisted Poop is a Twisted Troop. Whoa. Hey, hey now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Back in a minute with the beginning of the High Elf Review. The long awaited. Well, I'm here for the skirts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come for bits. Stay for the skirts. All right. 
Hey guys, if you're the type of person who would rather have oral surgery than put a brush to a model, then let me suggest Guild Painting Services. They're a professional painting service that pride themselves on having customer interaction like going to a local commission painter, but having the quality and speed of a large studio. They build, paint, and convert miniatures for all game systems. They're competitively priced, and if you want to talk quality, go to guildpainting.com and check out the quality of the miniatures that they've got on display. If you're a person who likes to have a beautifully painted army on the table, but doesn't have either the time, desire, or ability to bring it to that standard, you can trust your models to the guys at Guild Painting Services at guildpainting.com. You'll be glad you checked them out. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore. Your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Welcome back to the garage, you tools. Chris Yu, David Whitech, coming at you. Along with Grant Fetter and Ryan Nickel. So, um... The high elves. Let's talk in a nice, gentle voice because we're talking about them. High elves. They're almost immortal. Tra la la. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's start uh, the way I often like to start. Let's see here. I got a nice. First of all, um, cover. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs way up. Up. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I like the uh, the, the shiny. Uh, what they call a spot varnish in the industry. That shiny part of the cover looks really good. Yeah. See that's what I said about the last book too, but they, they they've all been like that. They all have that. that yeah, show yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's that's the the what they've been doing with all of them. It yeah, looks great. it's got that. It's not cheap to do, by the way. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it's expensive. Oh, okay. They've got that the the same soft focus that they have on the, on the demons and stuff like that. Uh, it's not as sharp a uh, contrast uh, as with the forty k books, but uh, I like this cover a lot. It's just it's it kind of it's it, this sort of kind of puts together everything that's just this just screams like no, noble, right, and strong and proud all in this 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 cover. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, few in number. <laughs> yes, it's just the he's one actually the only one on the, the cover on the bottom. You just see banners. I don't think you right. see any elves. Well, you see a you see a Drukai head. Where's which is that? Nice. Where's that? Do or maybe on maybe it's only on the limited edition. Sorry, I don't oh, know. Oh, <laughs> Ryan's got the limited edition. Do you have edition. the limited edition? I do. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Nice. All right. So I opened up the fluff, and this fluff is way longer than the other ones. So I kind of open up the booklets here. Hi, Elves, written by Matt Ward. Cover art, Paul Denton, produced by Games Workshop Design Studio. Additional playtesting, Ben Curry, Adam Hall, Ben. Uh, should I just keep reading this way? Are you, are you reading the uh... introduction from the Ten Kingdoms? <laughs> yeah, of I just Oklahoma. I think you're the high elves. You're falling just, into the stereotype. I'm like, just doing it this who way. Who did I just hear make a stereotype of of the other podcasts that start with the introduction and read the I think artist that was, out? Uh, Mark, 
from uh, Bad Days. Yeah, people mentioned Mark that. Yeah, that I. That's I. I never actually read anything like that off the cover until people actually said, "Oh, we're gonna do a Garage Hammer type one, page one, written by." So, but there's a ton of fluff. It's like 26 pages, and that's if you that's if you don't include the like, you know. There's still some pictures and stuff in there, but I. It's longer than I think any of the other fluff so far. Well, I think high elves really have the the richest. Is, is that proper? The richest. Yeah. History and all out of all the races, really. I mean, if you look at all the the Black Library stuff, I mean, all, all I can think of when I think of Black Library and fantasy is well, either either Gotrek and Felix or the 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 the, the Tyrion Teclas series. There's the Sundering, the, the Tyrion Teclas right. series, and a lot of these well, other. They are things. they are pivotal to the the Warhammer mythos. I mean, yeah. Well, let's face it. Without High Elves, everyone would be pa- playing a Demons of Chaos army. Well, basically, that's true because, yeah, yeah the, the, the way their fluff goes, they yeah. save the world. Yeah. Yeah. If not for the high elves, by the blood of high elves. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Here we go. kept safe. Calder, drain tamer. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's actually a little bit shorter than the fluff. Actually, I went back and checked out the pages and stuff than the other book, but it seems to be a little more streamlined, a little cleaner. I do say I, I like I, I just sort of like the way this was laid out a little more. Yeah. Um, giving you each of the different uh the different areas of Ulthuan. Uh I, I really like this because it went through all 11 kingdoms and explained what each of them is like. And then you couple that with that High Elf uh, heraldry book that I picked up. Mm. And so it's like it actually explains what the different people from the different provinces are like, personnel, elf-wise, personality-wise, uh, warrior-wise, right. weapon-wise. And then you couple that with their colors, and you could really go theme based just off of... I mean, even Based when you read the fluff that they have, you there. read Illyrian, and it's like, wow, a whole army of Illyrian readers would be cool when they describe an Illyrian <laughs> army, and maybe not on the tabletop, <laughs> but uh, just going through the different uh, places, it's really, it was really cool. It was really interesting to read. I don't actually think I read the entire high elf fluff, all of it in the in the old book. It just, it wasn't. An, I mean, no, I just, it it, it's it's it was a lot to get through, um, but it is a little bit different. They go into more detail on some things. I think the Sundering, Shadow Warriors, they go into a little bit more detail with them, right? Um, and some provinces, I, I don't know about you, Ryan, but they they're new to me. I don't like the the. The Itain province is that a new one, or did they just not go into detail on that one previously? Uh, well, the, the thing about it, or Itain, or however you pronounce it, like the, rather than speaking about you know, like Lothern's the capital of Itain, so oh, I see. People, people kind of just, I think people just associated that. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think I think there's a lot of new stuff in here. Um, the map's really cool, and then um, nobody's touched on it yet. But the my favorite piece of the uh, the fluff here is. Each of the Phoenix Kings reign like yeah. order. That was amazing. I loved going through that because th- there's a lot of them that they didn't really touch on before. Well, see, and actually, I got the other. I got the old book in front of me, and they've changed a little bit of who's where. But I, it, you know, it's just honestly, I gotta say, I didn't. I don't like the way the old book was laid out at all. I, well, you're looking at the sixth edition book. Yeah, the right? sixth edition. Uh, Not the. Oh, you do have the seventh. Edition. I have the seventh okay, edition right. book. Yeah. And I just didn't like the way it was laid out at all. But they do cover Anarian, Belshinar. I think they hit almost uh, 
they hit, I think, every one of these guys just like they did before. It's just before some guys got three pages and some guys got a third of a page. Right. So now it's like everybody except the most recent Phoenix King and uh, the first Phoenix King get about a page apiece. Uh, you get a Narian because, of course, you get the whole story with him and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the uh, Kalidor Dragon Tamer, the two of them basically managing to save the world. Uh, the Belshinar Kal- Kalidor 2. I didn't know the story of Kalidor 2. This might be one of my favorite stories. Oh, in this why, book. why is that? Well, because I didn't realize that the War of the Beard, I knew about the War of the Beard, and I read it, and, you know, the, even in the dwarf stuff, the dwarf kind of gloss just, over it. It right? kind of, yeah. yeah, it does really just kind of mention that. This has happened because they, the you know, the dwarves are coming in demanding, and the and right. the dwarf or the elf king shaved the one guy's beard. Um, here they went in a little more detail, and I didn't realize that Kalidor the second actually went off wearing his crown right. to in finally the put into right. battle, and that um, the dwarf he, he got and, taken down, and the the, the dwarves oh. took that crown. Yeah, and they still have it. The dwarf yeah. king decapitated him, took took the crown, and they've never given it back. I was like, well. Dang, have you guys have you guys read that first of the War of the Beard series at all? No, I haven't. It's on my list, but uh, once again, after they go into greater detail, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it's it's like the 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 first one. It it brings you to Calder the Second, and this guy is the biggest. I don't know if I can say douche, but yeah, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) This guy. I mean, when you when you read that dwarf book, it's just like this guy is just the most arrogant bastard ever. Hmm. Yeah, (laughs) and then. Um, it's but there's some some really cool stuff when they start talking about one of the one of the few uh, you know an elf who got who was uh, brought in as a uh, you know the first uh, the first uh, phoenix king to come in in a time of peace you know talking about how all the different battles are going on uh, it's just a great story then you get up to Finubar who's got then they've got the reign of Finubar which is like six pages of basically uh, the last what. Um, you know, I think it's how many years is he? It's only like three hundred sixty years. You know that he's. Oh, that's just a drop in the bucket for an elf. Well, that was the weirdest mm-hmm. thing. I didn't realize how, when I first picked up the book. I said it's it's much more better laid out in this book, and I'm like, so they're talking about each phoenix king, and they're not doing the, a real history of the elves, and then you realize as you start to read it, that's how they mark passages of right, time is right. by who's in charge because these guys might rule for two thousand years, so. It just, it, like I said, I like how it's laid out. Um, the only thing it doesn't have, and I have all have the other books dropped this too, is the you know the timeline where you actually see the timeline. You know what I'm talking there, about. They, no, I feel the like the Warriors books, yeah. book had it. Yeah, the, that's right. The yeah, Warriors book. They have a timeline. This book, the High Elf book, dropped it. Uh, the new book, and that's one of the reasons where the fluff came up shorter because the the High Elf timeline in the old uh, book is six pages long on top of everything else. Whereas this timeline covers only the reign of Finnebar. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's not. Yeah, and uh, not no, not even that time. But one that actually has the line running down the middle of the page too, as well. Um, yeah, this just basically covers from the Phoenix, the first Phoenix King on. It's the timeline is a little right. right. One thing I was thinking I was going to see in here was uh, I think it was in the Vampire Accounts book. There's like a a piece like that they added on about like Finnebar's like daughter gets captured or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, Manfred von Karstein kidnaps her, and he's taken her to Nagash. He's taken him to some people who think they can resurrect Nagash. Yeah, that's. I was wondering. I was thinking that I might. We might see like uh, the high elf 
side of that just to kind of tie them together, but it's not in here as yeah. far as at least from what I remember. It's it's a it's a neat juxtaposition of of things where they're a dying race, and so they're sort of becoming more insular. They want to preserve their ways, preserve right. what they can, but they still feel this responsibility to the world. I tell you what, you read the high elf fluff, and if I I, I can't see not wanting, like I can't see not liking this army. Like at least fluff wise, I know a lot of I, I know, <laughs> see I know Grant doesn't. But if you if you read it, it's like just this. We still have to defend this world. We may be dying. We may be wanting to pull away and be insular, but we still have a responsibility to keep these things going. The stories about the waystones, all the little sidebar yeah, yeah. things. You know how the Slanesh and other demons basically their favorite souls on this planet are elf souls. They're the tastiest. Right. Mm-hmm. So they they've got these waystones. So every time a waystone is destroyed, like during Grom, that's all those souls are Grom lost. The Ponches yeah. Wah, yeah. And the, they when they stick by the waystones, they actually go and help Kalidor's mages, who are keeping this eternally keeping open the vortex. Right. Which, if you guys don't know that story, gee whiz, like let's go. <laughs> you know, it's just the, the the when the chaos gates broke and and chaos was just pouring. Chaos magic was pouring throughout the land. Um. The, the, the mages elves, basically sacrificed themselves to, to control it. Yeah. They, and they're still in there yeah, fighting that battle, yeah. doing that. They created a, a basically a giant magic vortex to just to suck up all this excess magic, uh, which would basically make it impossible for the demons to res- to to take physical form. Right. At, for at any, any length of time. Right. Yeah. So, And that's why, again, that's why all you players out there have your choice of whatever army. Ben Curry can play as Dark Elves. Dan Heelan can play his, uh, his his empire. Yep, you can play your VC if not for and, the high or elves, my dwarves or your dwarves. If not for these high elves, we'd, we'd you, have one army demons. choice. Demons. Everyone would be playing demons. Yep, there you go. Yep, I was going to mention I found uh, the last of the Finubar's reign. It actually does bring up that uh, Finubar's daughter. Oh, it does. It, it says yeah. So they Tyrion and and uh, Eltharion, like basically the heroes of the realm, go to. The Shadow of Nagashizar. Oh, duh, and, yeah. What? And, yeah, Nagashizar. Nagashizar, not Nagashizar. We're not... Quit talking like my students. <laughs> <laughs> Nagashizar. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, because it's like this... I, I kind of skimmed the six pages here at the end because this is where the type gets small. Yeah, I didn't make the connection either. And yeah, yeah that's that's where they're going there. Where then they walk out without anybody stopping them and it says... Manfred von Karstein and his undead horde are waiting for him outside. Uh, he did not intend to relinquish her without a fight, dot, dot, dot. Ah, yeah. nice. So it's to fight that battle. See, that's cool. That's uh, that's something else. Uh, we That may have to be our next big fluff game. I'm down for that. Manfred versus Manfred and his VC versus, versus Tyrion. And Peklis. And Eltharion. And Eltharion. Yeah, and Teclas, actually. It's, he's in there, too. Oh, oh well. We're well, committed to it on the air, so let's do it. Okay, well. <laughs> I, nice. Gotta save the future ever, Queen. Oh, that's, yeah, that's great. Then, uh, this well, this you know what, though? The the size game we'd have to play to make this work. That would be epic. Oh, that's fine. Let's, let's that play. Have give, to, that give me some to VC. Bend, that or we'd have to bend the rules for, I mean, literally how much Lord-level characters you can take if you're going to take them sure. all. But that's going to open up the doors for me to have just a monstrous army or a just bunch do, of VC. Do, that might be cool. Do Chris and Ryan versus, uh, I'll take some VC, some of your VC. There you go. That let's might do be it. fun. Let's do it. baby seals, though. Come on. Oh, with their magic face with tech. Hey, with I'm all those... the best general last weekend, okay? <laughs> Here's a... 
Here's I ain't no do. baby seal. Here's what we do. We figure out how much the special characters come in for Lord's Points, and we base the list off that so they can't start taking a bunch of other characters and taking all the little broken items. That way we at least keep them honest. <laughs> you know what? Let's take a little break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk special rules and magic items. Sounds like a plan. To the hungry gods, elven spirit stuff is the most delectable of all prizes. Slanesh, the dark prince of chaos, is rapacious in all his appetites, but thirsts for elven souls beyond all others. Those few who escape his more must then evade the grasp of Erethkial, the pale queen. Such fates are truly worse than death, ending either in total obliteration of the soul or torment without end. Back, 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 back. Too legit. Too legit. Too quick. Hi, hi. Well, that's a great way to come back, and I'm not editing that. That's that's our. We just we're back now. Um, before we get into uh, special rules and magic items, I just want to bring up. I hated the way the old book was set up, and this one's a little better, but it still kind of confuses me a bit. What's that? Okay, when I open up an army book and I want to look for a character listing where it gives me the fluff behind them and their stats and their special rules, you see things like lords, mages, heroes, or else like in my in my VC book, it says zombies, it says hex right. wraiths, it says this. Here they break up, they don't list what it is. They The Ulthuan Militia, so you've got your spearmen, your archers here, the wardens of Safri. So I'm flipping. So they're doing it by region? Yeah. I mean, I'm flipping through looking for the word swordmasters. It. It's cool. It was just like, I know when I'm flipping But it's through, different. It's, it's yeah. one of those things. Where, but if I don't put together where everybody's from, not, you know, I say swordmasters all the time. I don't say swordmasters, you of know, Hoth. of Hoth right. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I don't. So it was just one of those things where I was flipping, look, trying to look quickly, and I was stopping giving myself a, a high elf quiz. Wait, are they under this listing? Yes, these are the. Well, that's how important those regions are. It's 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 yep. interesting. It's different, but I just, I just, I, I guess I wish the actual. It was just a little easier. To, I'm I'm not stupid. <laughs> I, I feel like I sound. I can't figure this book out. That's something that's cool about the high elves, though, is they got they have specialty <laughs> units from each of their regions, right? Is that you know, Scylla you get, reading you get the high Empire, you have Yo, yes, I in every region, and here it's like, all right, we got Trace, we have the White Lions, or you know, Safri, we have Swordmasters, or Caldor, we have dragon princes. Uh, that's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, the Knights of Ulthuan. They list all the uh, the Silver Helms, the Illyrian Reavers, the Tyrannoch Chariots. There's uh, the the book breaks it down. Uh, the artwork in this is fantastic. You know, it, that's the thing. The artwork. I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of the artwork is is carried over from the previous book. But it's in color. <laughs> it's it's not only in color, but some of it has been updated. Like the mm-hmm. uh, the Shadow Warrior pictures in particular. In the old version, it's a shadow warrior without a helmet. In this version, they, they added the helmet to the painting. Oh yeah! Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's, and can I just say those shadow warriors, man, just with the masks? Awesome. I mean, they so look. We- well, I mean, they look like the uh, what are they? They look like uh, shades. I mean, they got the same. 
and shades are basically dark elf shadowers, right. making them look more like shades. I think a little more sinister. Yeah, it makes them look a little tougher. And I, I like just the time, you know, actual model wise, tying the two armies together right. a little, yeah. or a little more closely. Well, in, they have in, a shared in, history in some sense. Exactly. So. so I just, you know, like I said, I'm not dumb. I just I looked at this and parts of it where it was broken up. It's like I just kind of wanted to open the things and not. Because, yeah, Lothran Seaguard, and then the bolt throwers are under with the Lothran Seaguard because right. they're both, it's, I guess that's where they use the bolt throwers mostly. And the sky cutters and the sea helms are all just under there. I just got a little confused at bits. Well, let's jump into special rules. All right. So should we just uh, start at the top? Uh, Marshal sure. Prowess? I want Assyrian back. What's that? I said I want speed of Assyrian back. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree. Couldn't we have both? Extra rank and rerolls. That'd be nice. I'm s- Speed of Assyrian was just annoying. I'm sorry. <laughs> and not not to be just negative, I hate high elves, but I, I feel like for some reason that that what it was an annoying rule for some reason. Like, I, but I it know. wasn't. Was it a game breaking rule? You know what? It didn't make them overpowered. I didn't think it needed. By the time to go. you got into combat with them, you're only facing like ten guys. It was. It is. It is. It is frustrating. I mean, it it, it can especially like because I know you were you you don't have a lot of sword masters. Their initiative, their weapon skills, way over mine. Just hitting on the rerollable threes and it, with the extra. Yeah, but attacks. by the time you got into combat with them, you should only be facing a handful, so it doesn't matter. Well, well but if you don't, me, if you don't, I don't have, have shooting, shooting. Yeah, but impact hits. You have screams. You have magic. You have something. I mean, yeah, there's things you can do. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I just, I mean, just going to giving every single thing in the army pretty much always strikes first. Mm-hmm. And so basically all that did, all it really did is it took away the rerolls from your white lions and your, and your sword uh, masters, right. sword and masters. characters, though, too. Right, right. That was, That's huge. I used to always just run a great weapon and just count those reroll to hits. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I mean. That's been a big change for me. So I mean, has it has it been a huge impact for you guys? Have you have you found it to be? That it certainly changes it? list design. Yeah. Yep. You can't go yep. great weapon. You can go halberd and still get that reroll. So, but what I'm saying is, I guess, I mean, I think Grant would agree as the non high elf players in the room. If someone says they're bringing high elves, I was expecting to see hordes, either a horde of white lions or a horde of sword masters, or at least a big, huge chunk. And now that there are other choices that get rerolls, I think I think it, it that helps lend to the variety. It made them so. I mean, I'm not saying it made them tournament winners. I'm saying as in the book, it it's, made it, them it, so it lends good. Itself to diversity. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I think so. I think they were so good. I mean, white lions were just so good in the old book uh, compared to everything else in the list. I'm not saying it'd be like in the in the uh, ogre book. Uh, the iron blast was a rare choice. Right. It's it's it's. I mean, if if the points had been different or if they had just, you know tweaked a little bit. It's not so much. I mean, an iron blaster is really good. We all know it is. But the reason you see it on every table is because it's 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 head and shoulders above every other rare choice. Here, when you look at the special choices, your white lines and your sword masters were almost all you saw because they they both had great weapons. Right. They were still striking first. They were still rerolling. To me, it's that reliability. So 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 now there is a chance. You know, if I'm if I'm charging in, yeah, you're probably going to have ex, an extra rank of attacks, um, but but there's always that chance that you're just going to roll fluff all your once. rolls. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so, so whereas before it's like, well, the more you fluff that first time, 
that's just more rerolls that you're going to make. And you can really reliably hit with most. Yeah, yeah. when you're hitting on rollable threes, you got an 80-some-odd percent. I mean, sure. there were times you rolled 20, 30 dice and got 29 hits. I mean, it was just sick at times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think this lends people to actually at least stop and say, do I want those rerolls? Do I want that reliability? Would I, would I be willing to go to a guy with a halberd that's a strength four, take a slightly less strength, and take the more reliability? I think it lends to... I think it lends to a little variety, and it just shuts the people up who have been screaming how broken oh, please. it is. And I, I am not uh, a person who thinks that speed of it's I don't think I ever thought it was broken. broken. Annoying is the word I yeah, use. Annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, and I didn't mean you. I didn't just, mean you. Just great. like Dark Elves charging in is annoying, too, with their yeah, hatred. hatred. Oh, oh. That's so annoying. But even with Dark Elves, <laughs> they're great weapons, don't. So coming in with the, the combination of getting the reroll and high-strength attacks, they don't yeah, have that right, with right. Dark Elves either. So, yeah. so, But you've got that uh, Valor of Ages. Well, don't forget, with uh, Martial Prowess, oh, yeah. in addition to fighting in an extra rank, you can also shoot the in shooting an extra rank. shooting an extra rank, too? Oh, yeah. so I didn't know could, that. That's cool. Yeah, that is units handy. of fifteen archers now instead of little yeah. units of ten. Yeah. Can, and can, then even can, if you charge into those archers, then they, they're still going to get to fight with. If, yeah, the, anything that can fight, right? yeah, anything legally like that you can normally do shooting wise, whether it's uh, volley fire or stand and shoot, these guys would get an extra rank. So sea guard, even though I think they're still a little so, so really hoarding, become more useful. Yeah, hoarding those archers is pretty good then. Yeah. So, Ryan, given this new Martial Prowess rule, have you thought of any um, new unit sizes or setups? Yeah, so, um, like Dave said, it used to run hordes of White Lion, so you get that extra rank of 10 attacks. Um, but then the return attack, if you were fight, like if you took your 30 White Lions against something that was 40 strong, like Beastman or, um, you know, a demon horde of Bloodletters or, you know, something like that, Savages or something. kill a lot, but then they right. kill a ton in return because they get so many attacks back. Now, I mean, you can get you're, – you're looking at, you know, uh, I've, I've ran seven wide. I've ran five wide white lines. You're still getting 15 attacks, and you're really cutting down the number of attacks that they can bring back. Right. So there, I think there's definitely some – I'm still exploring this, but I think there's definitely a lot of opportunity. I, I like to, what you were saying, Chris. I mean, the, I'll, I'll let you talk about it, but the the, the super the small skinny? footprint. Yeah. yeah. So three by three white lions, maybe with a champion. So you're getting all ten attacks. You don't care all about a rank bonus. You're already that. stubborn. Yeah. You're already stubborn, yep, yeah. Wait a minute, so playing it like an elite army. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> and, and 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 multiple small units becoming much more viable for these guys. Yeah, I mean it's martial prowess, I mean it's it's a it's a cool rule. It was cool with the spearmen and now it's now it's cool with everybody. So. You could you could run mini cav lances too, right? I mean yes. you could do like like three wide cav I mean you'd be a Bretonian then. Really. Yeah, yeah. you could do three wide, lances. four wide lances, and, and you still get three. Now you're not getting the horses from the back, but you're still getting. It's still getting supporting attacks. I mean, you could get nine, you know, nine. Yeah, horses so nine attacking. silver helms, one with one more with a champion. You can get ten attacks in there. Yeah, that's pretty if you good. Don't, and if you, I mean, it's, it's like you don't care about rank bonuses, but I mean, especially with the cav, you weren't playing with rank bonuses anyway. You might play with ten. Yeah. Now you play with ten oh. in a in a smaller block. It's. Like you, yeah. It's like that's not a that's not bad that's at not all. Bad. It's a pretty hard hitting unit. Ten attacks, strength five. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, you were saying you could put a character in that unit. So if you got full command, three wide, then you put a character in that unit. You can the character can be in the back rank. Then uh, you well you could, but if you have a champion in the front and that champion dies, your character has to step up. Oh, so you put a you put a, a so you put a character no champion in the unit. Is that Correct. what you're saying? Yeah, you'd have to have a, like a so defensive make, character, musician banner, 
and then your mage or whatever in the second rank. And that character would have a crown of command, probably. Mine did. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just saying to make them stubborn like the white lions, but right, uh, yeah. so yours did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, what other special rules we got here? Um, okay, Valor of Ages. Uh, basically, if you play against an army that has any, even one dark elf model in it, which I suppose would be if you could take allies or Storm of Magic, where you could right. bring in other units. Um, if the arm, if opponent's army roster has one or more models from the Dark Elf book, uh, reroll failed panic, fear, and terror tests. I think for the most part this remains unchanged from the previous book. True, but I just never thought about it as if it even has one model from it because before in the old book you didn't have like Storm of Magic. You didn't have a place to bring in allies. Right. So it's just one of those things where you know. Oh, so you they're can, setting the stage for this allies. Or if you're playing a team, if you're playing a team game. Right. If I'm playing against you two and you know, you've got. Dark Elves and something else. Hey, there's Dark Elves. I get it. Everybody Across who's got the, the just gets it. It doesn't have to be when you're fighting that particular model. Oh, that, could be, that could be useful. Adapticon team tournament. And, that's, and that was the only thing. I mean, that, was, that was the only reason I thought about it because it mentioned at least one or more models. Well, I'm like, well, how the hell would you only have one model? Right. In a, well, that's if you were playing with allies or something like that. Um, this one's different. Lilith's Blessing. You get plus one to cast for the lore of high magic only. This is way different than plus one to dispel all the time if you have any mages at all in your army. What do you guys think about this? Ryan, I'll let you speak to that. Yeah, uh, so I actually had a couple people ask me, you know, what do you think? What do you like better? Um, I actually would, I preferred the plus one to dispel. I thought that was more um, impactful in the game having that plus five or you know even level two i used to run a list that had two level twos and both my level twos are plus three to dispel um was was pretty amazing and it's 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 always on um you have to take high magic to get any benefit Mm -hmm. um i will say that this has been pretty nice when i do take high magic though like there's a lot of low casting value so having that plus five or you know whatever to cast some of those low casting values makes it so you can two dice pretty much anything well, I was going to say, I, I think I like the plus one to cast on high magic better because it gives you, as a player, you're more proactive in, in your approach to the game. Whereas before, you were kind of defensive and it didn't always apply. Whereas now, if you want to impose your will and cast a certain spell, I'd rather have the bonus to do that than to be reactive and try to stop your stuff. And plus now, with 8th um, edition being what it is, if your opponent throws double sixes, the plus one doesn't really help you at all. That's true. Yeah, with with all the with the irresistible force right. being more common, it seems to be more common almost. Um, so you have to pick that before the game. How does no, that no, work no? No, no, no. If you all wizards have it, it but basically it's it's if you if you play and use high magic, you get plus one to cast. Right. Oh, okay. That wizard who's casting high magic spells, and I think this. I think, and I'm going to keep coming back to this until people get sick of hearing it. But I think this book is really tooled and designed. To play to the fluff, and I've been doing that with a lot of books, and I said, said earlier, I think before you were here, Grant, you don't have to play to the fluff. You don't have to play the high magic. You can play whatever you want and, and skip all the little high elfy stuff, but this really, um, like you said before, it, it, you know, we were playing a little more defensive. I understood the plus one to dispel because I was thinking more along the lines of the drain magic, right, the dispel, right, and yep. the, the whole vortex getting rid of magic, um, but if you're not around there, <laughs> then... <laughs> But, it's like, but elves are really good, and, and it, in in their own type of magic, which really, let's face it, when we look at this, when we look at the spell deck, there's a lot of manipulation of of sure, things, sure. and it just works. Listen, if if you are actually a high elf mage who does high magic, 
you're that good. You're getting a plus one, and it 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 it's an it's an incentive to sort of play to the fluff. Be that not just uh, not just taking shadow, mm. or not just taking death or something, or even life. But it's like, hey, look, play it this way. This is how they would play it. There's well, we'll circle back. Do. I like yeah. the direction you're heading to. We'll circle back to the magic discussion, but mm-hmm. uh, I want to earmark your points for later. Okay, that is a good point. Yeah, I think that's that's my issue with it is that you know the plus one of the spell is like. No matter what you're taking, what lore you're taking, there's a lot of great lores in the Warhammer rulebook, and this is kind of like, well, I don't want to waste my bonus, so I guess I'm going to take high magic. You know, like I think, yeah, it's you're, like you said, Chris, it's more proactive than reactive, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, the plus one to spell, unless your army has no magic, you're always going to get to use it, unless you take high magic, then you you know, it always get to use the blessing too. So I don't know. That's, so that, that's my thoughts. That begs the question then: is is high elf magic w- worth taking? Which We'll talk about. Let's see. Next special rule is Fireborn. Uh, if you got this, you get a two-up uh, Flaming Ward, which basically this you can just add on to uh, other stuff. The, the, the Dragon Armor used to have it, and it was, uh, it would be, what was it? Well, before they FAQ'd it with 8th edition, it was uh, Immunifier. Immunifier. Right. Oh, how great became, would that be now? <laughs> then it became the two-up Ward to Fire. But now it doesn't say that on the Dragon Armor. Now on Dragon Armor, if we drop down to five-up Armor save with a six-up Ward and Fireborn. Yeah. Right. So the difference here with this new rule is okay. You still got dragon armor. The dragon armor gets a six plus ward save, but the old dragon armor was two plus ward save or immunity to all fire and breath weapons. That was the old dragon armor. So you lose you lose that. You also lose that it doesn't protect the mount anymore. Oh, it did. It protected the mount before. Correct. Yep. Okay, I I did not know that. So like uh, if so you had a guy. With dragon armor on a dragon, and you had a flaming cannonball, your dragon was going to get a two plus ward save too. Right. Oh. Yeah, that was huge. But then they've added this six up ward save, which at first seems really kind of. At first, I was like, okay, so wait, a five up armor with a six up ward? I just anytime I hear six up ward, I'm like, yeah, who cares? You know, I just it, granted, <laughs> you roll a few dice, you might get a six, but it's just yeah, those so parries low. help. Parries help. Yeah, but uh, once we get to the to the to, to the, the high elf deck yeah. again, it all will come. Yeah, it's will like, become apparent. That's actually a nice little starter there. It's like they don't <laughs> they don't need to overdo it because if you play it sort of the way they've got it listed out in the book, it'll all work. Uh, let's see. Oh, the Athilmar barding. Talk about a great thing. To oh, get. that is yeah. that is nice. So, major or knights that have the Ithilmar barding are now movement nine. There's no penalty to their movement because it's light. The Ithilmar barding Ooh, is right. so light it doesn't slow down the horses. Ithilmar. I don't know why they got rid of this in the seventh ed book. Yeah, same I, here. Oh, was that a sixth ed? Would they already have that in sixth ed and they dumped yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, I looked at that and I thought that was awesome. It makes the army so fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Lion Cloak took a bit of a nerf on top of them getting nerfed for uh, rerolls. Uh, the Lion Cloak's plus two to the not to non magical shooting, as opposed to all shooting. No more grudge throwers. Stopping grudge throwers. Yeah. Yeah. All my magical war machines. I, I think what the difference now is that things like uh, rattling guns and stuff like that it doesn't apply to that anymore. Yep. Uh, let's see. Two more special rules, I think, and then it's just stuff that pops up along the different uh, character descriptions. Uh, the bow of Avalorn. Which is uh, twenty-four inch, strength four. Oh, that's uh, these are the bows that the um, 
that the the sisters of Avalorn have. Yeah. So I guess we ought, we ought to hit the uh, arrows of Isha. Well, no, you're you're right. Do the bow, the bows of Avalorn first because okay. that includes the arrows of Isha. Rule. So basically, it's a it's it's shorter than the long bows. It's only twenty four inches, but it is strength Standard four. Bow, yep. Uh, volley fire it can have. It's got flaming attacks, and it's got the rule arrows of Isha, which says that uh, if you're shooting with a weapon that has this rule, that they're magical. So the arrows of Isha, it's magical flaming attacks, strength four at two feet. But it's also a minus one armor save to armies of destruction. Yes, which I like that. It's not just minus one to everybody. It's well, it's minus one because it's strength four. But it becomes minus two, right? If you are Force of uh, allied with a force yeah. of destruction, so it's pretty punchy. That's like the uh, the the bolt thrower's multi shot. Yep, but only twenty four inch range. That also is uh, strength four minus two, right? As well. No, it's uh, it it sounds pretty cool to me. I would I would take it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on so, this uh, this type of unit, the Sisters of Avalorn unit, Ryan? Yeah, so I was just just gonna say I was really um, surprised that they had the Bow of Avalorn right there because I couldn't see anywhere else. In the lineup that you yeah. can like Same choose here. to take the bow of Avalon as like an upgrade to like a character or something. Yeah. So I I thought that this should really be in with the sisters. But um, to answer your question, I haven't tried them yet, but I think they got a lot of um, use. I think I mean especially with a lot of destruction out there. I mean mm-hmm. you look at some of the army breakdowns at tournaments and stuff, and, oh, yeah. uh, and usually the majority is is uh, destruction. The the thing that I that worries me with them is the no musician for. The freeform shooting. Yeah, that, um, that is a little worrisome. Oh, they don't have a musician? I, just, I didn't even notice that. I don't know why they did that to him. I mean, it's just... But yeah, I think that, you know, having that strength four armor piercing or just strength four with ballistic skill five. Right. Uh, just awesome. I'm really, ex- I'm really excited cool. to try them out. Yeah. So the, that's, uh, them's, there's the, that's special, the special rules. rules. So it's a nice, nice blend of different rules. Yeah, um, from heavy car- heavy armored cav to shooting to some some magic rules, changes to the 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 basics of it, but it's still high elfy. You know, you've still got some sort of a bonus, but now it's moved from the dispel to the cast. You're right. still getting you, everybody's getting always strikes first, but they're not doing it that one way now. You know, before only the spearmen had it. Now everybody's got so it's. Similar, but uh, they've they've really tweaked it and sort of focused it. Right, they've focused it in a very specific way that uh, that I kind of like. I love personally. It. So, um, should we go on to the magic items? Sure. Do you want to take a break? Did you want to take a break? We can take a break. We can take a quick break. We probably need one. So, all right, Grant, you still sticking around? I'm probably going to be out of here. Thanks for having me. All right, this is getting a little too skirty for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, then? We'll take a break. I will see Grant out, and then we'll be back in a few minutes, folks, with uh, High Elf Magic items. Is your name a killing word? Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Heroclix. 
They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the Jerk Store and be one of the gaming elite. And visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only winning move is not to play. Ryan Steele, creative director of Dark Age Games and editor-in-chief of Ravage Magazine U.S., wants the Garage Hammer fans to head on over to CoolMiniOrNots.com and find some of the best games and miniature artistry assets the industry has to offer. From professional painting DVDs, art supplies, and a variety of amazing miniatures, from an assortment of different companies, whether you're adding to your own army or starting up a new game like Dark Age, Cool Mini or Not has what you need. Again, folks, back with the High Elves. Talking about Vol's Forge, High Elf magic items. Oh, yeah. So, lots of cool stuff on the list. Uh, more items, it seems. Everyone else seems to have about eight, uh, two, four. I think these guys out with 13 or 14. Yeah, something it's like that. It's been eight to ten. Yeah. So, I've already heard grumblings about this. I don't have a problem with this once again. Really? What, that, that the High Elves have too many now? Yeah, everyone else is only getting eight or ten. Matt Ward, you're breaking the rules already. Well, you're... it is. It fits the fluff. W- once again, I think this whole book fits the fluff, and uh, you know, it's. I mean, you know, you can sit around and say, "Well, yeah, they're only toughness three. I know that's like the standard high elf excuse. Right, yeah, but it's right. toughness three. But this is an army that does seem to. I mean, if you read this outside, I think the lizard men who taught them. I mean. It, Says throughout the book they're the most magically powerful race in the game. So stands to reason they'd have a lot of magic items. Yeah, I have no, I have no beef uh, with this. Well, Even the really good ones. Well, let's, I think uh, they could use some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. <laughs> sure. There we go. Well, let's just jump in right into it. Uh, you want to talk about the first one, the Blade of Leaping Gold? Uh, Blade of Leaping Gold is seventy points. It went up by ten. <laughs> But uh, basically, plus three attacks, and if you roll a six, it ignores armor saves when you roll to wound. If you roll a six, you get to ignore armor saves. That's a lot of points. It can only go on a lord. What are your thoughts, Ryan? Yeah, so I I had never taken this um, item before, and I, the the reason being usually is because you, you're you putting on a lord, and it's probably going to be on your general, which has three wounds at toughness three, right? right? So you need to spend your points on protection usually. Um, so I, that's the reason that I've never, you know, usually taken, you know, expensive magic items with my guy. I usually spend it on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see this potentially being on, you know, maybe a character that's mounted so you can get the good armor save and then right. add maybe the five plus ward save plus some high magic. But that's that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I, I looked at this item, you know, oh, maybe I could take this item with the uh, Lore of Shadow, get the plus three attacks, re-rolling to hit at strength ten, you know, it'd be great. But then there's an item that in the main rule book that's, uh, I think it's 60 points well, for that, plus yeah, three attacks. Yeah, so the, basically you're paying the extra ten points, and it was 60 points in the old book. It went up to 70, and I think that's the extra ten points is 
Because when you rolled a wound, sixes ignore armor saves. Sixes ignore armor saves. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. I mean, it's plus three attacks. You're already starting off with at least three attacks, aren't you? For a lord. The lord has four. Four, so yeah. Seven attacks, so you're going to get at least one. Hit. At no. least one's going to get through without an armor save. Um, but, of course, you know, you know they're, if they've got anything else, then it's it's not as big right, a deal. Right. He's, he is only strength four, so you need a little bit of help in the strength department, which is where Shadow More comes in. More than the number of attacks. And if you're, if you're mind-raising this guy, then it doesn't matter if you're rolling sixes to wound. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So... Oh, I see what you're saying, because the strength is so high. It's going to ignore armor saves anyway. It's, armor saves are negated anyway. Right. Yeah, so uh, not 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 too happy with this one, guys? Not for 70 points. No, yeah. Um. Okay, so then the other magic weapon you guys have, and you've got uh, three on the list here, uh, the Starlance. 30 points, mounted only. You can be used in a turn only. You can only use it when you make a charge. It's plus three strength and with no armor saves. Um, it says if the bear did not make a successful charge this turn, or if the mount has been slain, he must instead fight using another weapon. Um, I kind of thought that if you didn't charge with a lance, I guess it doesn't actually say lance anywhere on this, which is weird because you know normally when it, it it's called a star weapon, lance. It's called a star lance, but you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> right. on other things, it would say it it, classify it because as soon as it classifies it as a lance, then I think all of this is redundant, isn't it? Or am I missing something? Because it's very clearly spelled yeah. out. It has I, to be on a charge. Yeah, a lot of times you'll see, like, uh, Crimson Halberd. It says Halberd, period, and then it goes on to explain right, it. Right. This doesn't have Lance, so that's probably why they went to such length to <laughs> make sure you couldn't use it. That, that was, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I was just checking. I, I want to make sure I wasn't missing something. You know, they, but that might, they might have done that for a book layout point of view, because if it was that much shorter, they'd have, like, four lines of text where this column would be shorter. So from a, it could well it's could the be. graphic designer in me saying that they they probably did that to lengthen that column to to make that text at the bottom line up with the picture. Oh, Bob, that's possible. Yeah, enough. I just I just want to make sure I wasn't missing anything. <laughs> I just threw it out there. So no, I think they just flushed it out. Okay, just to say it. Because then they got the reaver bowl, which has nothing but well, a stat well, line. Well, for but we move on to the reaver. Okay, bowl. no, I'm sorry. I was just so, talking about the I, I was starting to obsess with the length of each uh, entry. <laughs> sorry, so, distracted me. So, Starlance, Ryan, do you, would you take it, or would you oh, yeah. bypass? Oh, yeah, I'll take this. Um, I I have taken it multiple times already. Um, it dropped four, 10 points, and I was take, I took it before. I mean, oh, okay. um, you put this you put this on, you know, a, a noble or um, somebody like, or your, your, your dragon rider. Right. You know, especially now, you still get, this still allows you to get the re-rolls, which is huge. Yeah, that is um, huge. Uh, before you know, you'd, you'd usually take like a great weapon. You'd still get your rerolls. Now you can get that extra, that high strength. Mm-hmm. You know, on the charge, no armor saves. So you come in, you're hitting. You might hit on threes, rerollable. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're doing three strength seven, no armor save attacks. You know, the strength seven usually going to punch through a lot of armor save. But in the right. now in eighth edition, you have Morn, you know, Mornfang and two plus Skull Crushers one plus Mor- Demigris one plus. Yeah. So even the strength seven, they're getting you know five plus armor save. So. I like the weapon in principle. I guess I'm a little torn because it doesn't fit my style of play necessarily. If I put it in a unit of cav, I'm not always guaranteed to get the charge off with that cavalry unit. On the other hand, if I put it on a, on a well, noble... Well, with that barding, you get the extra distance. Well, yeah, so yeah. there you That's, go. You can't always assume you'll get the charge, though. True. Mm-hmm. Unless um, you're diesel. That's and, why you got uh, eagles. That's why you have right, eagles. Right. Well, you if, you have a, if you have a riding an eagle or a, a griffin, it's easier to get him in position to charge, but then I worry about him getting shot or his mount getting shot. Yep. 
So, I mean, okay, a regular lance already gives you a plus two strength. Mm. So for 30 points, you're getting uh, one more strength. So is it is it the no armor save? Is that the thing that's selling it for you, Ryan? Because yeah, anytime I look at magic lances, they just almost never – it's just like I'm already getting plus two that – Plus three, it just doesn't seem like. So the the reason that I, I've I've seen this or I've used this before and and played with it is, you go into a unit of like say Warriors of Chaos. Uh, their characters have to challenge, right? Um, if you can take out their champion somehow, or you or they can challenge. Now all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, I'll take the challenge. It's just a lance. I've got a one plus reroll of armor save or something, or or like an Empire guy. All of a sudden you're like, oh no, I just did three wounds, no armor saves, and they're right. really banking on their. You know, minus three from your strength six. All of a sudden, you know, you can really sur- I, you can really surprise people with it. Okay. But you have, I mean, there are other there are other good options too that are usable all the time, um, such as like you know you got the ogre blade or you know like that's plus two strength sure. that's you know almost the same point. So so I think I think you have to have a, a a reason for it in your army, like you were saying, Chris. Like if it doesn't fit what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, it might not be the best use because. It's one. It's one turn only. If you don't bust that unit, or if you know, then all of a sudden you're strength four. Right. So and that's that's thirty points up in smoke. Yep. But I, I can't say. I think you mentioned this. You can't have it on the the Dragon Prince Champion, which is gives him a little bit, a bit of extra punch. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't mention that. Yeah. That works. Oh yeah, because yeah. Okay. Well, um, okay. Last magic item: the Reaver Bow, which has nothing. As far as rules go, it's just the stat line. It's a 30-inch bow, plus one strength, volley fire, multiple shots, three. Yeah, before it was three strength, five shots. Now it's three three shots at plus, plus one, one strength. strength. It's 15 points cheaper, though, too. So, Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I did use this on my um, Shadow Warrior Champion, because okay. he can take a, a magic weapon or a piece of armor up to 25 points. Okay. And I did take this, and... On paper, I thought it was good because it's three extra sh- three extra shots at thirty inches. But what killed it for me was the the multiple shots rule, which uh, gives you a, a further minus one to hit because it's multiple shots. Okay, it's just minus one. I mean, even, no matter right. how many. But multiple so the shots shadow warrior, you know, he he probably moved. He maybe he was at long range or shooting at skirmishers, depending on the target. And then a further minus three for multiple shots. So he's building still five. Normally hitting on twos, all of a sudden he's hitting on fives. Which the really hurt, yeah. oh yeah. Which really hurt his effectiveness. I don't think I killed anything the whole tournament with this reaver bow. I, I didn't inflict a single wound. Oh wow. Okay. So I think if you're going to use this item, it has to go on a high ballistic skill, mid-range strength character to take advantage of the plus one strength and everything, and to mitigate those multiple shots. Yeah. Then if you put that, on, you know, put it on your shadow warrior. Champion, like you said, all of a sudden that Shadow Warrior unit that they might have ignored all of a sudden becomes, oh, that's where my magic missile is going to be going now. Right, yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, and like, and the, the thing that's great about that plus one strength is it makes it normally just like any other, you know, like it, well, it used to be strength five, but mm-hmm. um, I think I've heard you know a couple people talk about it, but you can get the potion of strength mm. in combo with this, yep. and all of a sudden one turn you're shooting at strength eight. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you can put that on. You put that on a noble or a prince, and you know they're already hitting on ones or zero plus, mm-hmm. and then that yeah, like you said, it negates that that negative one for the multi shot. So mm-hmm. nice, yeah, that's a nice combo. So that's your magic weapons. Shall we move to the armor? Sure, the armor of Calidor. Um, wow, this got expensive. Yeah, uh, Big nerf. two plus armor, 
and six of Ward saving Fireborn. So I mean, it's it's uh, it's basically sort of like it's dragon twice, armor. It's twice as expensive, right? Yeah, it went up. It doubled in price. Went from twenty five yep. points, and the six up Ward save is the only difference. So you got a two up Ward against flaming. You got a two up armor save. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's not flaming, I mean that is a lot of payment for armor. Uh, the six up Ward is nice. I guess I guess they're just charging you for the potential. I suppose before the old ca- armor of Kalidor was a one plus for me every time. Yep. Mm-hmm. For every, every army. Yeah, a two plus armor save for twenty five points. You know, sure. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's that's dirty. That was cheap. easy. That was an easy decision. Now I don't think I'll ever take armor of Kalidor, G- given my army setup. Uh, you know, others might take it, uh, but for fifty points, I just don't see it. The other thing is, like for, for fifty points in the main book, you get heavy armor with a four up ward. Right. So a two-up armor save with the two-up flaming ward and a six-up ward for the same cost, it's kind of comparable. I mean, it's not—it's obviously not the same, but based with what you can do with it with your army, do you, I mean, you'd never take it, neither of you. I, I don't—I don't think I'm going to take take this uh, in in my list the way I got them set up right now. It, you know, another reason it was really great was because you always used a great weapon before. Mm-hmm. Um, on your guys on foot or, you know, unless you're like on a m- mounted and then you didn't need it. But now that I'm going to be taking weapons that I can get in my rerolls, so I'm going to be taking like a sword of might or an ogre blade and I'm going to be taking a shield. Now I can get to like a three plus, you know, fairly easily, um, for a lot cheaper. Right. And then okay. I can get a ward save for the, for the, my 45, 50 points. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else? Got a couple more bits of armor here. Shadow armor, five up armor save that gives you scout and strider twenty five points. Uh, I'm I'm unsure of this one. Maybe I, if you kit out a hero, I mean this thing's twenty five points. Maybe give that same hero the reaver bow. That's your fifty points. Have him scout with some shadow warriors. I, I maybe this is yep. one where the points haven't changed. I'm looking right now to see the. Uh, Add the strider. That's only the change. Yeah. yeah, they added the strider. Points didn't change, but now not just scout there. Yeah, they're also striders. So. Yeah, I think I think if you're going to take this, I mean, you, you're building the list, you know, like with some shadow warriors for right. them to go in. Um, you know, you're 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 planning on him scouting and getting some shots off. Mm-hmm. I think I think yeah, like combo with the reaver bow. You know, even it's just it's situational. You know, you gotta you gotta have a list. You know, designed yeah, around yeah. it. It's like a something you're going to take all the time or even maybe even to tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's got cool fluff and you know, I like it. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting. All right. Now here's, here's the, this is the nice one. Uh, this is, I think, isn't this a new one too? This, this is. Yeah. Shield of the Murworm and shield of the Murworm is 15 points. And as long as you're not using a requires two hand, Weapon, you get a four-up parry, and that's even with magic weapons, which you normally don't get a parry save with magic weapons. So you could take that ogre blade or any of these other blades, and if you got this shield, you got a four-up parry save. So in close combat, it's you know it's a four-up ward basically, isn't it? Right, right. Fighting to your front right. as long as you're on foot. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a hell of yeah, a that thing. That's pretty good for fifteen for points. Fifteen points. It's pretty a good. Yep. It's um, a steal. And since it's a shield, it just gives you the the it, it's plus one to your armor save as well. Right. Yep. So for fifteen so the thing, points. So the thing to think about is you know you, you can't 
parry when you're mounted, right? So right. you're 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 on foot now. Yep. And then the other thing to think about is, you know, what if you know you can't you don't want to put your character on the corners anymore because right. now all of a sudden you get flanked. Oh, I don't have a ward save. You know, there's there's just some there's some situations to it, but yeah, for 15 points and a, if you can play it right for a four mm-hmm. post ward, I mean, it's pretty sweet. It's not bad. You just have to make sure that guy's at the center of their of your unit. Yeah, you got to keep him off the corners right. and stuff like that. Yeah, and don't you know don't make way if you're right. you're in the flank. Wait till you can turn around. Right. <laughs> Another thing to think about is like okay, so say you you know you take this guy and you you get in a challenge with like um, an ogre or you know a monster like a demon prince or a bloodthirster. All of a sudden, they come. Okay, now our stomp in the challenge D six. Oh, no parries for stomps. Oh yeah. Oh okay. So you're banking on this four plus ward, and then all of a sudden, no, oh, yeah, you can't parry stomps. So my six stomp at strength six just <laughs> puts you in the dirt. Oh, that's huge, actually. Didn't yep, think about so. that. But I just like I said, switch, but it could catch you out. You know, thinking yeah. you yeah. you got a four plus ward, and well, see, there you go. That's why the standard ward. You always want to go with that safer. Yeah, I can see this on like a BSP or something though, and then if you if you got like a Death Star unit, you know you got right. somebody that can take a challenge or a champion, and then this guy, you know, your BSB is now rocking there with a four plus parry save. Yeah. Pretty sweet for fifteen points. I mean, it's pretty pretty awesome. All right, so next uh, talismans, the Golden Crown of Atrazar, ten points, uh, two up ward against the first wounding hit that not only. St- Cancels out the wound, but if it's killing blow, multiple wounds, whatever, two plus ward against the first wound. That's for ten points. That seems pretty good. It's a steal. Is it, it really I mean, is good is for ten points? You would both use. What about you, Ryan? Yep, um, I, I really like it. The, the cool thing about it is that you know you got the charm shield, but then that's your shield, um, and the shield discounts the first hit. So what I've actually seen is a lot of people use it, but then they forget about. That it's the hit and the wound, or some, you know something happens like that. Uh, the other thing is, there's always that chance that that cannonball is going to roll a one, and then you still have your golden crown right. left. You know, so yeah, a great, a pretty cool item. I, I really like it. So um, you could take if, this since it's a talisman. You could take it with that charm shield. Oh yeah. and lose the it's first oh, yeah. protection. Yeah. So that begs the question: What sort of uh, character are you equipping with those with those items? Like your lord on. Dragon or Lord, Lord on Dragon, and then I actually ran a list. I had a Lord on Dragon with the Golden Crown, and then a Lord on, or I mean, a Noble on Griffin with the <laughs> Charm Shield. Oh, jeez. So yeah, they both had the the first, you know, cannon shot. With right. Plus Ward. So. Yeah, and in the old book, it just said you discarded the first Unsane Wound, even if it's got Killing Blow. This takes care of all of that: Killing Blow, multiple wounds. Uh, it was forty points. That's, so I mean, dropping it to ten—that is—that is a huge drop. Uh, makes it something that could be really pretty useful. You guys, you guys both seem to like it. So. Oh yeah. Well, it, it lends itself to uh, you know those fast-moving characters on monsters. You have to get them in there. They can bounce that first hit. I mean, yeah. you have to have that if you're going to play that style. Yeah, and then another thing that's kind of cool about this, opposed to the charm show, is like unless they have a lot of you know shooting, like if you're on the dragon and they they get a couple hits through, you know, they might not wound with those two strength three bow shots, so it might not take it away, you right. know, before they before they shoot that cannon. So, whereas the charm shield, it's the first hit no matter what, you know, they might not get a wound through on your guy riding the, right. the dragon, and 
they've you know then they've wasted all those shots on the dragon. So that'd be a pain in the ass. Some guy gets you with about twenty or thirty bow shots. That one gets through the it, wound. It's happened. It's like ah, you're yeah. wasting it on a bow shot. I want to stop a cannon. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that has happened though. So let's see. So that's a thumbs up. What's next? Moranian's Way Shard. 50-point enchanted item, model on foot only. He gets an ambusher special rule and can give it to a friendly archer or spearman unit up to 30 models in size and chosen from the High Elf book immediately before deployment. Uh, if he if he does give that, the rule to the unit, he immediately joins it and cannot leave it until the turn after the one where that combined unit has deployed. So basically you're for 50 points, you're buying the ambusher rule and you can take a whole unit with you. So uh, starting from turn two on a three up, you can come onto the board in the remaining moves phase. Right. And now this still has. Now, does this. Is it any part of the board or is this where you got to roll the choose? Key? You choose. Any oh, board edge. So, so, wait, who has to roll to find out where they come in then? I thought that was. That's not Beastman. Oh, so it's just the Beastman got that stupid. I believe so. Yeah, yeah they just—they have their own special. Oh, that special. sucks! I thought that was for everybody. No, it's just the beastmen. Get, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the guys who live in the forest that should be able to come <laughs> in from wherever they want. They're the only ones who get. That's dumb. So, this, what do you let think me just say, I love this item. Okay, I, I've always wanted, and I think it depends on what sort of army you want to play. And I've always loved the cavalry heavy type lists, but okay. you know, with Eighth Edition and Steadfast being what it is. It's hard to play that list. This item makes that style of play possible. Okay. Because you, you, you set up your charge with your cavalry, whatever you know. Let's say it's a horde of whatever in the center of the line. Mm-hmm. You get stuck in. You're going to do some damage, but you're not going anywhere because ranks and steadfast and the rest of it. Starting turn two, there's a good chance that, these, that this unit is going to come on the table. You can then set up your charge for a flank or a rear. And the setup that I had was... This noble was set up uh, with a unit of 30 spears, and that unit of 30 spears had the um, the banner of swiftness, so I could get him into position that much quicker, or charge that much quicker. Nice. So for me, this item is, is great. I love this item, because it makes cavalry viable. What about you, Ryan? Well, this, even even with this cavalry, you couldn't, you couldn't get him in until turn three, right? Correct. I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. So... So I, when I saw this item, I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, you can get some spearmen. I, I don't really see the use for it with archers, I guess. You might you, you want them on the board shooting. Turn one, yeah. shooting their 30-inch range. But for the spears, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's kind of a cool item. I, I really wish it wouldn't have limited what unit you could join. That would have been sweet, just pop up some <laughs> white lions in the backfield or something. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly I, I, why. Horn of Swordmasters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think I don't see myself using it. Cause I don't use a ton of cavalry. Yeah. Um, I, I primarily just I, I like using the the infantry. Um, but yeah, I mean it's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of a cool way to give give uh, high offs the ambushing special rule. So. In, in, in an army where you have typically so few units, it's great to be able to dictate the matchups, so to speak, and kind of like lob a grenade in your deployment in your opponent's deployment zone in, in such a fashion. And when they don't know. They're, that they're an ambushing unit until you say, okay, yeah, these guys ambush. I love the look on my opponent's face. We're like, oh, those ambush, huh? <laughs> is that is that what was decided? Yeah, because I remember we, we we had that discussion on Twitter. Mm. You know, what was what was it going to be like? Whether you you know you needed to save early, but because it's a character with it, you know, it's like 
you might not join a unit. You might just ambush with him, or you might not ambush right. at all. You have the option. Yeah. This is probably my second favorite magic item in the whole book. Really? Yeah. It, it, it seems cool to me. Uh, okay, let's move along. Next enchanted item, because there's four of these. Kane's Ring of Fury. Basically, this is the same as the old Ring of Fury. It's 25 points, a level 3 bound spell. It's cast Soul Quench from the High Magic Lore, mm-hmm. which basically is... Um, That's a 2d6 strength 4 magic missile at range 18 inches. Yep. It's 15 points cheaper now than the old one, which used to throw the fireball, which is 24 inches. So it's 6 inches shorter, 15 points cheaper. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? The, the My initial thoughts on this were, I like it, I want to use it, until I realized that none of my champions can take enchanted items. Yeah, that hurts. That really put a damper on using this for me. Um, but... It's still, I mean, it's a magic missile for a bound level three. Mm-hmm. still solid. It's just, it, you just lose that utility that putting it on a champion with this new book. And I, as far as I know, this is like the first book that's, I mean, we probably get to it later, but it's the first book that I think that's limited what types of items your magic allotment can get you for a champion, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Many, many champions can only take a, a weapon or magic armor, and that's it. Whereas before... Yeah. You could, and the enchanted just, items were some of the best. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, Talisman of Loic on the Swordmaster Champion, you know, Amulet of Light to give the unit magical tax on a champion. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's right. The old book was 25 points out of any item off the magic list. So now, mm-hmm. right. oh, so I didn't realize they limited that. So that's another well, little even, restriction they've added. Even enchanted items from the BRB were really good. Potion of Strength, yep. Potion of Toughness. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there that champions now really can't have access to. Exactly. Yeah, I, I thought that was a that was a big uh, limitation that was in this book compared to the last one. Didn't even realize that. I didn't. It totally. It, it got right past me. Well, what are your thoughts on the whole eighteen-inch magic missile thing? Um. Well, initially, I was like, you know, you know, eighteen inches. Why, you know, why they why they limit it like that? But mm-hmm. when I started thinking about it, you know, you think about high elf, and the way I've run my been running my my high magic is. A character in a unit that I want to get in combat. Yes, exactly. So, so the 18, inch, 18 inches has not really been a problem. You're closing the distance anyway. Get some yep. shots in before, and then hit. Yeah, I and totally for agree. the for the price too. It's it's pretty cheap for a for two d six, and the and the ability not not in the bound spell obviously, but the ability to make it four d six strength four hits. That's sure. Mm-hmm. It's it is pretty good. It's it's, it's something's got to give somewhere. It's cheap. It's really good. So, yes, you've only got an 18-inch range, but like you just pointed out, you're trying to get those guys into combat anyway. So I don't think it's that much. It doesn't sound like that much of a of a crutch for, for what you're paying. When we get to the spells, we'll talk about it. Here's a question. Since this is a high magic spell, every time you get this spell off from this bound item, that oh, triggers yeah. the, the lore attribute. attribute, which makes that worth it also a little bit more. Yeah. So... I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool, especially since it got so much cheaper. And I think that the spell itself now is a little bit better than just a the two d six fireball. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing, the only downside to this is I only see you using it once, maybe twice a game. Once right before you the turn you charge, and then maybe later after you've broken through, you reform. You can maybe take a shot at the target of opportunity late in the game. Well, that's true. The limit, and then that's it. I could be uses, though. I mean, but. Here's here's another reason way I thought about using it is you know you got a say you got a unit of those um, 
the sisters and they're primarily a shooting unit. Mm-hmm. You put a a character in there, like a, either a noble or the, the special character, give her or him the reaver bow and then this item, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden it's a that unit you don't you don't need to you're not trying to get into combat. You're just right. You're just shooting, shooting away. Yeah, you only have twenty four inch range in your bows anyway. Mm-hmm. So you, you know eight another six inches. You might you can if you give it the mater garden you can move up your five mm-hmm. and then cast a spell and shoot your. Right. Without you know the penalty because it's well we we haven't got to that yet but yeah that's that's, a good that was that was a that was a thought I was having about a unit that I might take so that's an absolute that's ton that. of ranged attacks that you're yeah. spitting out then yep nice nice okay so uh, gem of sunfire twenty point enchanted item one use only during the turn where it's used all the bearer spells shooting attacks and close combat attacks and his mount have plus one bonus to wound, provided they also have flaming attacks. There's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> right. So, okay, you get one for one turn, you get plus one on your to wound with spells, shots, and close combat. Your mount does too, so if you're... Also your fireballs, your right. searing dooms, still, all plus yeah. one to wound. One still fail. Uh, provided yep. they also still have flaming attack. Now, when I first read this, I thought, okay, 20 points, I thought it was kind of crap because I'm like, you got to have flaming attacks. So a lot of your special characters, if you, you, you're already equipping with magic weapons, so the flaming banner won't affect the, the weapon, so mm-hmm. they don't get it. Um, I'm just – but then you pointed out, Chris, the dragon mages. Mm-hmm. Might, yep. I think this item is tailor-made for dragon mages. Mm-hmm. Uh, because especially with uh, breath weapons on dragons all being strength four across the board, because before dr- sun dragons I think were strength two, yeah, was some, it, some pitiful strength strength two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now they're strength four. You, you pop this thing, um, and the turn that you fire that breath weapon, it's effectively strength five, which is yep. you know could be that could be huge. And that all that all that stuff is flaming, yeah. So, oh, and the other thing with the dragon mage is the spell that he has to default to. I think is flaming sword, which I think is a yep. plus one to wound. Yeah, I mean, it, the dragon yeah, mage now too. has to take flaming sword as his first spell. Before it was like his option for like his, like almost like his signature spell was flaming sword. Right. So you're gonna have that anyway. So now you you cast it on your own your yourself or your dragon, and now all of a sudden your dragon's. Plus one to wound, and the, like you said, the breath weapon. You charge into combat, all of his attacks, all the breath weapon attacks, mm-hmm. the mage's attacks. So, so it's yeah, it's 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 pretty much like a dragon mage item. The other use that I thought of is if you were taking the dragon mage, you could give this to um, a, a character, you know, um, in a unit or something, and give that unit the flaming flaming sword of ruin, and potentially use it. But again, super situational. You know, you got to right. get the combo off. So. I think it's you know mainly going to be seen on the dragon mage if it's seen. You know the picture of the dragon mage right next to the description of this item should have clued me into that. Maybe that should have been paid a little attention. Uh, I'm just looking at your tailor made for a dragon. I'm like, oh yeah, like the one in the picture right next to it. Okay, <laughs> great. All right, last enchanted item: uh, the cloak of beards. Ten points. You wear it. You cause fear. Against anything from the dwarf book, you cause terror. However, everything in the dwarf book hates you. They have the hatred while attacking the wearer. And it doesn't even say the unit he's in. So 
Anyone attacking you particularly gets hatred. Uh, in addition, at the start of each close combat phase, roll a d6 for each magic item carried by each model from the dwarf book that is in base contact with the bearer. On a four-up, that magic item is destroyed and can't be used for the rest of the battle. Um, and then they started putting this rule in, which I noticed on a couple of things, especially because there's a lot of things to destroy magic items in the high elf book. Note that it doesn't count for magic items that are on your mounts, magic items that have bounce spells that you've already used or that have already miscast during the game, and any items labeled as one use only that have already been used. So basically, if you got three or four items on you, uh, and one of them is one use only, and you used it, they're like, well, don't count that because that's got no more magic no in magic it. Item, yeah. So it's not like you could use this and hope that it just takes away a useless magic item. Right. If it's something that's already used or can't do what it's supposed to do anymore, don't count it. Um, I, what do you guys think? I hate this item. I think it's <laughs> stupid. <but. laughs> Um, it's it's ten points to cause cause fear. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. You know, you, you get you know you get lucky or unlucky if you play dwarfs, but ten points to cause fear for an enchanted item. You know, you don't have to take the fear sword. You can you can put a character in you know unit of sword masters and not have to worry about taking a fear check. That's that's kind of how I've seen it. Yeah, that's that's a good good way to look at. it. I never really had considered it, but uh, that's a good way to approach it. You know, I didn't even realize that it that. That first one right there is just you cause fear, boom, and then everything else is about dwarf stuff. Right. If it didn't have that line that the bear causes fear, then it, I, you know, I would have skipped over it right away. So, as a dwarf player, David Whitech, how do you <laughs> feel about this? Oh, uh, you know, I mean, like you said, ten points to cause fear, and if you show up against dwarfs, this is another instance, and it, there aren't you don't see this coming up. How come only dwarfs have this? Because they're so hateable. I don't even think... I think if, if we go through all those other army books, the new ones, are there anything that if you take this, it only works against that one army? It might be in there, and I'm certain someone will post up on the forums, yeah, you forgot this. Only <laughs> dwarfs. <laughs> but it is. The like Skaven have stuff to get the dwarfs. The elves have stuff to get the dwarfs. Everybody hating on the dwarfs. The, it just uh, proves when you're at the top, everybody's got to throw crap at you because they hate you. The Lizardmen have a Skaven item that... Is good against oh, that's the right. The lizardmen uh, hate the Skaven, but that's not even one of the new books. I don't think in it. I don't know if anything in the new books in the ogres or the empire do they have something that is specific to one race? Because seriously, for ten points, I mean, if we were playing dwarves against high elves, would you take this? If you knew you were coming over, like, hey, I'm going to play my dwarves tonight. You want you coming over for a game? Yeah. What are you playing? I'm playing my dwarves. If you were writing a list, knowing I was playing dwarves, if we were playing a campaign or something. Yeah, sure, I'd bring it. Of course you'd take H- How it. effective do I think it'd be? Mm. I'm not so sure. Ten points and it kills one of my magic items, though? I mean, considering well, at I least have, with well, dwarves. Okay. I have to get that guy into base contact with that unit. Will that ever happen after it gets shot up? I doubt it. You know I'm going to bring that item. Will you ever let that unit get into combat? Well, i got to figure Probably out who's not. got it first. That's the problem. you got to figure out who's got it because you're going to want to get him into combat. Yeah. It's just, I mean, considering that the only... Only the uh, characters can have anything magical at all. Right, right. You know, it's like, you, you know, and if you take that away from them, they're... Maybe that's why they um, took that option away from the, the champions, Ryan. Because can you imagine having this thing on, like, a Dragon Prince champion? That could be, like, a oh. dwarves. That could be kind of nice. Yeah, maybe, you know, you make you make a good point. Like, some of these items, like, on on those champions maybe could 
would be too much. Yeah, you're right. So, the cloak of crap. Let's get rid of past <laughs> that. <laughs> Dude, you know, you know what I was just thinking though is how cool it would be to chop up some of my dwarf models and for their beards and then build this like a like a man of intrigue for Wapaka. Oh yeah, that that would be sweet. That'd be a fun conversion. Yeah. Although what you said was very cool right at the end of chop up all my dwarves. Right there, you could have stopped and that'd be cool. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Everybody hates dwarves who doesn't play them. Why? This is such anyway. a noble, long-lived race. Dude, dark elves don't get as much hate as the, as the freaking dwarves do. Anyway, all right, here we go. Two last items. The Book of Hoeth. Used to be 100 points. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Indeed, money is Used to be right. 100 points, and everybody took that anyway. I mean, it was worth the 100 points, but it was as long as you cast it successfully, if you got any doubles, it was irresistible force. But only miscast on double sixes. Only miscast on double sixes. Now, it's only 55 points, but you can reroll a single dice for each casting or dispel. And I like this last part. You cannot reroll a six. Mm-hmm. So, A, you can't stop an irresistible force yep. if it's coming in. But I just like the fact that they changed it. Like, oh, we said earlier, you lost the, uh, the, the the dispel. You're getting plus one to cast. Right. Your casting's getting more powerful. You are the most powerful elf. You're the most powerful magical army. So there, you're, not, you're not using this to slow your magic down. <laughs> there is no slowing. No, you're no. Not, you, you, oh. you can't take away a six. This is only to boost. It's only to keep that power going. Now, that's just my opinion as it fluff-wise. What do you guys want to say about it? Although I, I think everybody knows what you're going to say about it. Fluff-wise? No, fluff. Or, I'm just saying like I, I, I was just commenting wise. on it purely from a fluff standpoint. You as the player. I, I think I think you have to have it. It's a one-plus item. So wait, But now, the other one, what was the thing that was the second best item in the game you said? Or in the in the book, uh, the shard of the mers, the, the way shard. Okay, so let me correct myself and say that's the third best okay, item. That's what okay, because <laughs> when you said second, like it's better than one of these the two. Book, the book will have to come in as the second. The book is second to you. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, books, I, you know, I think it's a one plus if you're bringing a level four or like a lore master or if, uh, a lord level caster that can. It's so good. I mean, it's, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it is. So it much is fun. Good. <laughs> It's our it's our counter to the oh we don't have to kill a guy but we can reroll that you know like mm-hmm. the, the dark elves have that that sacrificial dagger to add a die we get to to turn our one into a five right right but oh, both on the so casting good. and dispelling and dispelling yeah oh it's so it's good it's, yeah it's 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 kind of sick especially with and if we fall back again if you're using the high elf lore which we're going to get to in the next segment mm-hmm. where everything is so cheap. It's a really low I mean, casting value. You can chuck two dice, and if I roll snake eyes, I can throw that other one, and you're almost never going to... If you're daring, you can throw one die. If you have a level four, you get the plus one to cast. You're at plus five. You only got to roll a three or better, you know, because anything yeah. a two or less is going to... you're just it's And you get fizzle. to re-roll it. Right. So, yeah, you got a two-thirds chance of hitting it, and then if it fails, you got a two-thirds chance of hitting that. So you're looking at, once again, an 85, 86%. Mm. Just to make sure you don't get the... What is it? What do you call it when it, you only roll a one or a two? The... Uh, it's not miscasting, it's, but it's the, the fail. It just fails automatically, right, whatever right. it's called. And I'm blanking on it. I don't have my book in front of me. Power? No, what's it? It's something yeah, like that. Failed power or something. Yeah. So, yeah. But so I, that's just this, this but, but, really I good. Mean, it's, 55 points is a great point value because then you can equip your level four with a nice ward save. That's the thing, too. That the point value, I think, is, is the huge pointed. thing. This For you, yeah. Yeah, this and a four plus ward. You can afford it now, whereas... Yep. 
before it was a hundred point item. So if you got that, you were naked. Now you're well, taking something that's just as good. It would have been perfectly pointed if it was fifty points. Because then your level two casters could, in a smaller level game, could take this item. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's fairly pointed at fifty-five. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're getting the, you're getting a big old cake, and you're getting eaten. Let's saying. not let's, let's not grumble about the positioning of the cherries on the top. Okay. <laughs> let's seriously at this point. <laughs> Fifty would be I, I well, can, ten would be awesome. We I would. Can, hey, we have to live with this book for the next who knows how many years. So we can nitpick, can't we? <laughs> uh, all right, and so then you have the banner of cheat coming in here next, or is now, dude? I've you know, Chris and I were talking about this, and I know Ryan. I think I'm, I, we were talking before. I might, have said, but I know you know people have always said, and Harrison makes the joke constantly that. We try to do army reviews while the ink is still wet. Just get our first impressions, throw them out there, because we're so excited to get right, on and sure, talk about sure. them. And yep. plus, with everybody doing, I think we're, we're I mean, dude, we're going to be like the seventh or eighth at, at, at best person to put out a review. Mm-hmm. And granted, we have the, you know, the patented garage hammer in-depth every item review. Right. But I think people eventually get tired of hearing that same talk about the same stuff. But, um, you know, I was listening to some of this, and man, I've heard... I mean, everybody knows it's good, but there's some people who are just, you know, this is broken Warhammer. Damn it, Matt Ward, you've broken war. I've actually heard the phrase, this is broken Warhammer. But this item has broken Warhammer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for 50 points, it's a two-up ward against all wounds caused by spells, magic weapons, and magical attacks. Oh, and then all dragons, friend, or foe within 12 inches of the banner get stubborn. Which is that's, that's a little more icing. That's a nicely placed cherry on that one right there too. That, that, yeah, that last roll is kind of nice. It's called the Banner of the World Dragon. So let's say if there's any dragons around, they're stubborn, which is helpful, especially since they almost would never be because <laughs> you know. Well, they could get you know combat resed into a break. Well, they can get, yeah, they can get combat resed into losing the combat, and exactly, and then they're giving them that stubborn because they're never going to be stubborn. Like I said, right. you know, because they're they just don't have any ranks. It's, it's an interesting twist. Um, but I don't think that's the thing that's really drawn people to this. Why don't you guys uh, go ahead and, and sing Tra-la-la. Sing the praises. So here's, here's, I'll give my opinion first because I play High Elves and Demons, which this banner just gives uh-huh, me the yeah. So with this banner in the High Elf list, now all Demon players are like, I don't want to have to play the High Elves with their Death Star, with this banner. Cause and I like awesome. that. Serious. Strikes fear. Strikes fear into demons, which fluff-wise is amazing. Yep. It just it works. Well, and you know what's, what's uh, really great about this compared to the, what the old version was, was A, you don't have to have a BSB to take it. B, you can cast spells on yourself like mm-hmm. buffs now. Because right. before the Banner of the World was like, it's immune to all spells. So you couldn't buff yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't take hex. It, it doesn't stop hexes anymore. And which... it was confusing. It, I mean, how many arguments came over? Well, if it bounced from them, it wasn't aimed at them. So if, you know, I mean, how oh, many. It, it never bounced. It was just like they're immune. No, no, no. But I'm saying if, oh, a, if, spell, a, spell if a spell bounced oh, and it wasn't right. actually aimed at them, but it was like a chain lightning, then did that count because it wasn't? Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is it's, – it's actually a much simpler – it's a much more simple rule, and it works – I mean, it works great. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's an awesome item. I, I mean, if you can I've, – I've played a couple games, and I've used it in, you know, half of them is all. But I actually used it in one game at 3K, and I don't know if – Chris, you played 
Jake at all at Midwest Rampage, but no, I didn't. practiced against him and he brought a dragon. And sure enough, I got a flank charge and did like four wounds, mm-hmm. beat him by like seven. And then I'm like, uh, actually, let me check something real oh. quick. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, you're stubborn. <laughs> his, I'm sure he just, his face must have lit up like, oh, yeah, yes. like, oh, sweet, yeah. You're not going to run down my big point character with, you know. That's hilarious. So, so see, yeah, I mean, while, while high elves may hurt the demon players, they also help out any dragon. Doesn't players. matter who, because dragons are a noble. Yes. So it's a, you know it's creature. fair. It's fair. It, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, totally balanced. Should have said except black dragons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Ryan, as I'm curious, as a demon player, when you face off, if you have to face off against an army that has this, how do you feel about that? Do you think it's an unwinnable game? <sighs> Um, it depends on how they're using it. Like if they have it on like a small, you know, a, a unit of 21 swordmasters or 21 light lines mm-hmm. with maybe one character, you know, it, it's still winnable. You know, I gotta, I gotta try to avoid that unit getting into combat with my main sure. combat blocks. But if they're running a high off list like the one I ran where I got a lot of small kind of chaffy units mm-hmm. and then one main block that has three characters in it and it does all my fighting for me. It'd be tough. I'd have to just try to get all their chaff and then try to avoid it, like try the play. Yeah. I just the only that's the only reason I really don't like it is just the magical attacks thing. It should have been like I don't know, magic weapons only, or I because it just says seriously, it's just like that one demon book. They they can't everything that they do against this unit is going to be a two plus ward save. Right, right. Now, which is nuts. I remember listening to uh, Ben Curry, not talking about this, but I forget. It was something, people saying how they couldn't deal with, and it might have been with the Mornfang, how they just couldn't deal with how to attack it or something like that. It was one of these items that were just really sort of over, the, or it could die. Oh, I can't, you know, it's got this, that, and the other. It's so broken. You've got to re-roll your wounds hit. And I remember Curry just saying, okay, but it's one item or one unit, so play better. <laughs> Literally, that's what he came down. He's not. He's like, I'm not trying to be rude, but play better. You're gonna have to throw your chaff at it. You're gonna have to avoid it. You know. You, you know. This is the unit you can't get. And somebody was actually posting. Um, I think it was on. Uh, I was reading. It was um, Johnny Crass. I think on uh, Twitter was saying how he took his uh, demons against it, and he had an epidemius list, so he was getting the the poisoned. If you right, wounding yeah. on the four plus. He's like banner of the world dragon because I threw my, threw my plague bears into it. I was poisoned. Poison killing guys it. on four plus. Yeah. He's like Psh, world dragon my eye. He's like they took enough wounds. They failed enough. He goes I took them out. And I'm just I I look at it and say well hell's yes for demons especially this is this unit itself heel, will be yeah. a nightmare. But so you got then you got to play a little harder and avoid that unit. Mm. I mean I just. I, I mean, people running for the hill, screaming the sky is falling about this. I just, I don't quite get. Yeah, I think that's an overreaction. But um, you know, as a demon player, like, if the, you know, like Ben, you know, Curry might have, you know, said like, oh, you got the Kadai, you've got uh, those those units. Well, that might be two hundred fifty to three hundred points um, in their army. This could be like their their entire army. You know, you got three characters, your general, the BSB, forty white lions, like. All of a sudden, that's twelve hundred points out of your twenty four hundred points, and if you're playing like a twenty zero system or something, and, I mean, can, like, yeah, <laughs> you need, you need dwellers saying. or you need tran, you know final transmutation to punch through. Uh, even per, you know purple sun, they're, they're still an issue to five. Like it, it's just it's just crazy. It's 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 an awesome item, and I I don't think it's I don't think it's breaking the game at all, but it sure makes it really difficult for demons. It's like 
it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. But demons also. I mean, demons still have so many other tools. And let's say it's one of those things. I guess. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay it. I mean, I wouldn't want to face it either. But it is one unit. And granted, if the guy puts everything into that unit, then you're going to have trouble. But I guess. But they, he might also go up against somebody that has dwellers, right? Yeah, or some of his non-magical attacks. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. The, the way I run this banner is in a big block of um, dragon princes. Throw all my characters in there and just you know shove that right up and start hacking away. Exactly. Uh, there was a game I played the very first game in fact with this book I played against um, one of the local players, um, St- Stephanie Stephanie Marsat, and she was playing an orcs and goblins player. She's a casual player. We had a very nice game. She had one doom diver, almost took off my entire dragon prince unit. I think I was down to the character and like one knight. If she had a second doom diver or if her shooting was a little bit more on. All those points go up in smoke. This banner absolutely offered me no protection. So it's mm-hmm. situational. So so for every demon player or a demon matchup that is in your favor, there's others where this isn't going to help you at all. So it's not perfect, but... Uh, but it ain't bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say between these two, I, I think I'd, I think I'd take the Book of Holoth as my number one. Um, but yeah, Banner Old Dragon's definitely number two. So or and where the real world- close. Where that world dragon banner can come in really helpful is when you're fighting like also with like, the ogre gut stars where you've got four char- three characters in there, every character's got a magic weapon, so now it's like okay I've got a two up ward against all of your characters. Yeah, the problem with the gut stars they have such high strength like the rank and file have uh-huh. such high strength attacks that are non magic. Right, but what I'm saying is I mean I'd rather fight face a unit and not have to worry about the characters, but especially because half yeah, of them I will suppose. be up in the front yeah. anyway. No. So I'm getting I'm getting all sorts of you know ward saves against your, your the worst of it weathering right. the worst of it because it really does if, if, even if you don't have especially you know at least it, where we play all of the characters everyone's got a magic weapon because you want to be able to take out ethereals you sure. want to be able to take out certain things bypass armor or whatever so suddenly in this banner it's it's eliminates all your characters. So I'm not even thinking demons wise. I'm just thinking, okay, I got to be able to take these guys down with rank and file troops right, because right. my characters are just pooped. Yep. All right. Um, another break, and then we're going to talk some high magic when we get back. is the god of unleashed violence. The Hyles may use his murder lust when danger threatens, but it must be controlled and used wisely. The nobility of Nagarith in particular are wary of the law of Cain's glories, for they are born of a lineage that thirsts for vengeance, and know the seductive call of the bloody-handed god better than any. And we are back. Talking high elf magic. <sighs> this is a good list. That's my opinion. I'm not being a magic it's, player it's once again. It's good. Two signature yeah. spells. How about that? Yeah, really. That's kind of neat. So, so let's start off with lore attributes. All right. We kind of uh, danced around it a little bit. I thought drain magic was going to be the lore attribute. I really thought that like the more spells you got off, the harder it was going to be for the other guy to do it. But uh, you guys get Shield of Safari. 
So every time a spell is successfully cast from this lore, the caster and his unit automatically gain plus one of their ward save up to a maximum of a three-up ward until the beginning of the caster's next magic phase. If you don't have a ward save, you get a six-up ward, which then can be increased by further use. So, damn. (laughs) Good stuff. Good. Awesome. Every time you cast a spell the magical wards around you just get stronger. That is a really cool attribute. I know I'm talking from the fluff guy. Is there? There's not a spell out there that just confers a, a plus one ward, is there? Just plus one to your ward? I don't think there is. I or mean, there's, I mean in, the, in this vein. Zines used to give it to you. Didn't, uh, isn't, can't you? Oh, isn't there a spell to give? Uh, you can increase toughness, but you, I don't think you can increase armor saves. Scaly, you can get scaly skin. Oh yeah, that's it. Five up, I think. That's armor. Yeah, but is there anything skin. that just divvies out ward saves as a, as a spell? Mm, not that I know. Storm, of. Nothing comes to mind. Storm of magic, but we're not really talking about that. Yeah, so. I mean this is, and this is where we, now it goes back to when we were talking earlier about. You know, the dragon armor gives you a six-up ward. So if it's not flaming, you've got a five-up armor and a four-up ward in your dragon armor. Or, I mean, five-up armor, a six-up ward. But now, if if the caster has to be in the unit. So unless you got your caster riding around in your unit of dragon princes... It's not going to help them. Yeah. But that's that's what led me to have that dragon prince set up. All my characters in that unit casting spells with the banner. So you have a two-up armor... Potentially a three-up ward, <laughs> two-up ward against anything magical. So it was nice. It's a nice tank unit. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I just, I just think this is a really cool signature. Uh, it is. It does have a limit. Is it's only going to affect the caster and its unit? It can't. It's not. Doesn't work on the unit. It's cast on. And it's when to I, a max of three up. Also, I'll take it. Yeah, oh, I, I will too. <laughs> But uh, I originally, when I first read it, I thought it was the caster or the unit he cast it on. And so I was thinking, uh, you just, boom, and not only did I just give them this, but I just increased their ward save. That That's that's a little too vicious, I guess. I kind of like this. I like the, the, the challenge it presents and the limitation where it has to be the character's unit, whatever he's in. You're not going to leave that caster in the back. You can leave him in the back of the thing, but then his bonus isn't. Or you throw, him in, you throw him in harm's way and you take that chance. Yeah. I like that. And like I said, fluff-wise, I just love that the fact that the more magic he's playing with and the more magic he's casting, the more it's blocking out other magic. It's right. giving you wards. So I'm just managing to stop everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, have we said enough about the attribute, mm-hmm. I guess? Nope, nope. Now, once now, you guys said it, two signature spells, and you can swap for one or both. So I, you know, the the fact that you can swap out for both of them. At first, I was just thinking, oh, two, so you can swap for one or the other. But no, you can actually Very flexible. Yeah. So the first signature spell is drain magic. Uh, casts on a seven. It can do friend or foe. If it you cast it on yourself, it's an augment. On your foe, it's a hex. Eighteen inch range. All remains in play. Spells affecting target unit are dispelled immediately, and the effects of all other spells on the target unit. Immediately come to an end. So remains in play or gone. Basically, any magic going on on against on that unit is gone. Right. Buffs, penalties, bonuses doesn't matter. If there's a spell that's affecting that unit, it's not anymore. And you can make it all friendly units inside 18 inches for only 14. That is cheap. It is cheap, but 
for me, I haven't had um, the spell come up yet. Really? Uh, a use for it. Yeah, I don't know what... you, we haven't played each other yet. <laughs> yep. I, I've used it quite a bit. Um, the, the first thing that I um, thought about when I, when I saw the spell is you gotta, you got to know what your opponent's spells are to get the most advantage of it, right? So what I was thinking is what I wanted to look at the rules for who generates spells first. Is it a, you need to roll off? Because mm-hmm. I really want my opponent to roll his spells first if I'm taking high magic. So if he's taking, you know, um, shadow or death with like soul blight right. or, you know, Wisson's wild form with beast, I want to know if he has those spells before I roll my spells and choose to take drain magic, mm-hmm. you know? So that was that's something that's that's interesting to me, and I don't I don't do you guys know the rules on that? I don't know that it's been laid. I don't know that there's any. That it's I, I just know that you just roll for magic before deployment. I don't think it says who rolls first. Exactly. So are you saying since there's no rule, you're just going to be gamey and let the other guy go first? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Screw that! I'm not going first. I ain't doing it. Nah, so I'll let that's you go what first. I wonder if it, if it like eventually, I'll, it'll, well, hey, are you roll for your spells? No, you roll for your spells. All right, let's dice it. You know, like I think, I don't know. Like so, anyway. But yeah, as far as the spells go, I'm concerned. I've I've used I've played against a Tomb King army, mm-hmm. and he got up the bo- boosted five plus ward save irresistible. Oh wow! Uh, into a combat, and so when I charged that u- that unit, I cast I. Made sure to Drain get cast in magic and just took his ward save away, which I think this is the only spell um, in the game that can take away non remains in play spells like Soul Blight and I like that. It plus, it, well, and so it can be pretty power, powerful in that way. Don't you just pretty much need to know the deck? Don't you pretty much need to know what what lore they're using so you'd have an idea of whether or not you could use it? Yeah, I mean. If I mean, no, you know, I mean, but it, it, granted, you, okay, you're going to pick it, and if they don't roll up a lot of, you know, or, you know, if they know they would choose it, I suppose you just say, roll it all up and have it out there, and then make your decisions before you reveal to each other, so that way you've both decided. Because if I know you've got drain magic, maybe I don't go for certain spells. Maybe I'll go for my, my magic missiles and my direct damage and, and avoid my, uh, the remains in plays because I I think if you're doing that as a player then the high elf player has already won some element element of the magic phase well I mean I'm only even bringing it up because Ryan brought it up because you know I, it's you a know. valid point I think if you have access to something like um, a good uh, augment like like wild form if you have access to it I think those players are going to take it well, sure, and it, another reason to take it is just to make sure that especially with with the with the ease at which you guys are casting magic yeah. You know, I'm going to force you to use use some of your dice to get rid of my stuff. Mm. I'm looking as the vampire player. I hate this spell. Oh, that's what I oh, look forward to playing vampire. I just said, yeah, no kidding. Because I, my whole army is based on it's all augments and hexes, throwing out Van Hells and yeah. then the uh, hellish vigor. I'm rerolling the hit. I'm rerolling the wound. Well, it's gonna. It, the funny thing is, it the in the old book it only lasted for the turn it was cast. Now it lasts until my next magic right. phase. Not, you're not gonna turn it, you're gonna right. turn it back into yeah. just the turn it was cast. I, I like this a lot, and it's once again it's dirt cheap. Mm. Seven points to take away stuff on a unit. I mean, ogres are constantly buffing. Well, they're getting their regen spell off. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The you know the you already pointed out the. Um, we had the vampires, but it was the dark elves use a lot of the different buffs and the different mm-hmm. things like that, um, making sure that they only get their uh, mind razor because that lasts until the start of the next magic phase, right? Right. 
get your mind razor and um, keep it. Because I know some people had said, I remember before we were talking about, uh, you know, using mind razor almost as a deterrent. I'll cast it on my face even though I can't charge because you're not going to want to charge because right. I'm going to have it that first round. Well, not anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's still dicey. You have to, yeah, still you still have to spell, spell off. Yeah, you yeah, do. You still I mean, turn yeah. your mind razor unit and hope that you can <laughs> right. get off. Yeah, still pretty dicey. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, well, I'm just. I mean, I'm just I'm, I mean, that was an example. It's an extreme example, sure. but I just. I really like this spell. I really do. Um, yeah, I don't look forward to facing it off off against it at all. I look at this uh, this whole list. Just everything in here just makes me go eesh. So uh, yeah, oddly, this this spell did not come into play for me at all during the Midwest Rampage, a five game, three thousand point tournament. Just so you did, didn't use didn't it at all, up. but no. Ryan used it a bunch. So that's a fifty fifty on that one. Right, not to say it's not and useful. But. I've also used it as a spell that's a seven to cast. So my level four cast it on a two, just to get a plus one ward save. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's right. Your level four is casting it on a two because he's getting plus one to cast high magic. So. Yeah. Well, I guess you got to get more than a two, but yeah, or a three. It's still, you got to get, yeah, you got to get three. It's a cheap, a cheap ward save buffer. Um, Soul Quench is the other signature spell, and that's the eighteen-inch two d six strength four hits magic missile for eight points, or for eight uh, to cast. Uh, you could double it to four d six strength four hits on a sixteen. So here's one. Yeah, you get this one off on a three as well. Yep. Oh, I think that it, you know to go back on what what we touched on before it encourages that aggressive style of play, especially with a forty six strength four magic missile. That's nice. Yeah, I mean yeah. it goes up on a sixteen. You'll need an eleven, right? But uh, that's just that's that's pretty cool. Like I said, and there and that's I, originally I thought when I thought you'd only get to pick one. Well, okay, do they have a lore that might need me to drain magic? Are they a lore heavy? I'll take this. If not, I'll take the soul quench. But right. now you can have him back. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. I think I think this brings up a good point to why the the lore attribute is so good too. Um, you know, you look at a lot of spells with magic missiles or something. Oh, the lore attribute doesn't apply. Or there's so many spells like that. And then no, and even when you're casting damage, oh yeah, and my and my unit's getting buffed. Right. So it's, yeah. it's like an augment and you know a magic missile. So. And considering that a lot of times you can only guarantee maybe one, two spells tops because they're going to dispel a few things, a big dice magic phase with your book and your, you know, your level four casting at a, at a, at a plus to five, through. you can push, you could throw two dice at everything. Right. I mean, you could literally throw two dice at uh, six different spells. Nickel and dime your opponent. Yeah. And then you're walking around, okay, now come after me with my three up ward save on my whole unit. Which is like that? Wasn't that the the cho- the Zinch chosen mm-hmm. star that everybody hated? Now, granted, it's not all the time. Well, you have to, the Hiles have to work for that. You gotta work for it. But man, that's that's it's just. I lost about, my ability to re-roll with my swordmasters. Shut up! <laughs> you, you bring up the Zinch, Zinch warriors. Think about dropping a level four archmage, or not in a team tournament. I guess like a level two mage into a Zinch block. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't. I maybe you have to be Mark Zinch now. I don't know, but <laughs> it's crazy. That's a fluffy combo. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you just hang out here on the corner of your unit and right. just give you guys plus one word save here. All right, so let's look on the list of six spells. Oh, by the way, once again, I'm, the more we're talking here, uh, wait, it's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. 
Yeah, thirteen magical items, eight spells instead of seven in your deck. This you, you, you broken Warhammer, you, you <laughs> filthy Hiles. Throwing the banner of the World Dragon. Got a lot of. Ma- we we're only toughness three. Just keep saying that. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's see. Apotheosis. This casts on a five, which means, once again, I mean, the the one thing that I think, Ryan, you brought up, which I wasn't thinking about, is basically all of these cast on a three. Because even if you're a level one mage with the plus one to cast, you need a minimum of three to cast anything. So a level one would be casting at a two. You still need a three to cast this off at a five. But, uh, I mean, even if you were level four, you still need a, a minimum of three to make any spell work, but that's just so easy. Augment spell. Single model within 18 inches. Target immediately regains a single lost wound. You can choose the more powerful version. You get D3 lost wounds. And that's a whopping 10 to cast for D3 wounds back. Um, a single model within... Th- so, Oh, so your phoenix or your dragon. Right. Give D3 wounds back. Regardless of how many lost wounds are recovered, it also gains fear. The target also gets fear until the start of the caster's next magic phase. Mm-hmm. So to have life magically flooding back into you after it's you've scary taken a to, beating it's scary to witness. is frightening to the opponent when they think they've chopped you down and just see your wounds just heal and stand back up. It's the devil. This is a great spell. <laughs> it's a great spell. Agreed. Your yeah. dragons, your phoenixes, your eagles yeah, have a longer lease on life. Yeah, six wound monsters. Now suddenly you take down five of them. You think, oh, I hit it with that cannon. Okay, now I got them there. No, I'm going to throw that up and, there. And again, it's, it's 18-inch range, but if you're playing this high magic, you're probably in a unit that's approaching the enemy. Right. And so you're there with those flying monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you should be in range. Sounds good to me. All right, so the other augment that's also cast on a five, <laughs> Panda Glory. Um, this seems pretty cool to me. Um, as, as a player, I mean, I don't know necessarily how much you need all of it, but, mm-hmm. boy, it gives you a lot for five points or for five cast. 18-inch range. Target unit's weapon skill, ballistic skill, initiative, or movement is increased by D3 until the start of the next your next magic phase. So you could you pick one, and you could boost it by D three, or you can do all of them for ten. <laughs> so once again, at a casting cost of ten, you can raise. You just roll one dice, but by D three, you can raise your weapon weapon skill, ballistic skill, initiative, and movement Un- until the start of your next it's, your it's next a magic nice, phase. Uh, to- nice toolbox spell. Yeah. Yep. Opposite of miasma. Yeah. There you go. I think you get the most out of the spell running a, uh, a very shooty-heavy type list. Increase the unit's uh, weapon skill, you know, unit of sisters or whatever mm-hmm. by, by D3. You could really start putting on the hurt then. Oh, and the ballistic skill, yeah, because you could literally get your ballistic skill up to like 8 or 9, which... Right. Well, now you, now you look at that unit of, a big unit of uh, archers or a big unit of sea guard, you hoard or you go 40 watt deep or something, you, you're still shooting 30 shots... Give this on one unit, all of a sudden, yeah, ballistic skill one or ballistic skill seven or something. Yeah, huh. you're hitting on twos, hitting even if you moved. That's there's your reaver bow. You got the hand sure. of glory on it. Then boom, your reaver bow steps in, and now your minus three penalty for moving, shooting at a skirmish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's a good point you brought up about the movement, though, Dave. Like 
that's like the Bronus Time Warp thing. Oh, I'm going to cast Bronus Time Warp in the first turn. Uh, oh, yeah, now second turn, my whatever unit is movement 10 and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, th- th- that's not going to be that big of an impact, but still it could be now my charge that I needed a 10, now I only need a 7 or something. So, But it's it's that, and it's one of those things that, I mean, now granted, a good player is going to know everything that's going on all the time, blabble, 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 <laughs> but you're playing against a guy, you know, it's, 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 I haven't played against this too often, I'm not used to your spells yet, but then having the movement just sort of sitting there in the end where it, it might come in again, I mean, it's it's not a big deal, but I just, I thought it would be kind of cool. So uh, let's hit the next one. Walk between worlds. This one, ooh, getting up there. This is this a nice one. Cast on an eight. <laughs> All right. This is an augment. Uh, this I read this and I thought this was the coolest spell in the deck at first. I don't know exactly how usable it is, but it seems pretty damn cool. It's, it's pretty usable. Is it at first yeah. reading? I was like, wow. Uh, target a single unengaged unit within twenty-four inches. They gain ethereal until the end of the phase and can immediately move up to 10 inches as if it were the remaining move subphase. Uh, you can do the more powerful version, and they get ethereal until the end of the phase and can move 20 inches, and that's for a 16. You could literally have some unit who's coming right up close looking like they're going to charge, or you could even move up real close looking like you're going to charge somebody. Get the ethereal rule, move right through them, and spin around. That was, I was thinking with the spinning with the big unit with the, the huge arc for turning around. Right. But you could literally be in front of some guy and suddenly be behind them. You could. You could. So, Ryan, in your games with this, these high offs, have you put the spell to good effect? I have not. Um, <laughs> primarily, primarily, I've I actually haven't even I haven't even taken this spell with most my my army list. So I'm anxious to hear how you've used it. The, to me, the limiting factor is that. It's, you know, it's, I guess if you go 20 inches, it's a little bit better, but 10 inches, um, to put yourself behind a unit, you're, you're only going to really be able to just move through them. You're not going right. to be able to really turn around, um, to put yourself in a good charging position. True, right, true. And that's where you'd need 20. The only other thing I could think of is if you had that thin facing, like the three, three horses wide, mm-hmm. because then as yep. soon as you get through the back end's through them, but then you, you wheel from your front. So you basically, those guys in the back just whip right, them around. Right, right. Um, well, I've used the spell twice. It's been game-winning for me. Dang. And okay, let's first, hear about the it. The first game, I, I got the spell. It was the first spell I, I cast ever with this book. Irresistible. <laughs> okay. My level four became a level one. Oh. But I was able to move it up 20 inches. This is against uh, Stephanie's uh, Orcs and Goblins. Okay. Moved it up 20 inches. She popped her fanatics. They went right through me. Got it into oh, the... ethereal, so... Right. They it went didn't right even through. matter. Ended up in the flank of her... Big unit of uh, savages with all her characters in it, and so that really buckled her her battle line at that point, and I was able to kind of dictate the combats, etc. So that was the first one. The other one was at uh, rampage where my um, ambushing unit of spears was down to just the character and one guy that had been fighting this um, uh, chimera for a whole bunch of turns, and was re- was reduced to that. They eventually broke and ran. I got away. I cast this spell on them to get them twenty inches out of dodge to preserve their points. Nice. So that that worked out well. Didn't think about that. Getting, yeah, that, that. getting them out of the way to save points at the end. Mm. Yeah, avoiding a big charge. Like just, you know, you got that unit bearing down on you. You can't, There's nowhere more room to run. Okay, let's just run through them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah exactly. Up on the other side, yeah. Just get out of the way. Or you could end up on the other side of a building or something. Yeah, I think I think uh, this, you know, has a really 
powerful. If you like get first turn or something, you move up Dragon Princes, you use their full 18-inch march, then all of a sudden you give them another 20-inch move. Yeah, I mean, huge. you can be anywhere on the board. You it's know where huge. else this comes in useful? Uh, when I was at Adepticon playing against Dale Bartz and his seven units of Noblars where they're doing a <laughs> double flea. <laughs> So he sets up and blocks up that whole unit. I'm going to chop. Nah, you know what? I'm going to take 20 inches of movement. I'm going to get the hell away from. Because this is something that when you got stuff that people are trying to chaff up and slow it down and it keep just, it out of the way. It goes right through it. It's like, well, do what you want. I'm just, I'm moving away from that. The other thing is you can move into a building with the spell. Yeah. You can move like through that, that, that could be handy. Cool. So this is a good spell. It's a great one. It looks, and like yeah. I said, I read it and said, wow, that's really neat. I know how much fun it is to have ethereal things moving through other units. Well, so I think I it depends good. on your style of play, what you're trying to do. Ryan, I think you said that uh, you had the option to take the spell, but ultimately decided not to. Yeah, with with that list that I had, I had a um, heavy shooty with that one main unit of white lions, and mm. um, I just did not see a, a need for me to have that much movement right, with yeah. that. I wanted to get him into combat. I don't need to be I – want, I wanted him to charge me. I didn't want to right. be – Thinking around back. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Cool. All right. Uh, Halfway through the list here. Tempest, number four, cast on a 12. Direct damage. Put the large round template anywhere within 30 inches of the wizard and scatter it D6 inches. All models hit by the template take a strength three hit. Models with fly take a strength four hit. If a unit suffers any unsaved wounds, they take minus one to all to hit rolls, shooting and close combat, until the start of the caster's next magic phase. Uh, if you don't use ballistic skill for shooting, it's one you got to get a four up or you can't shoot it at all. So four ups to fire your cannons, mm-hmm. your doom divers, stuff like that. Um, if you if you inflict a wound on that war machine. Yeah, oh, that's true. It, it, it has to go wound, so it be against so war you, machines. So you've got to hit it with the template, then you've got to roll a six to wound it. Well, this is if you can get... I mean, you probably wouldn't just want to target a single war machine with this spell, so this is one of those things where you're hoping it either scatters onto it or maybe you get partially on a unit, partially on a war machine right, if they're nearby. Right. But so, To me, this is the, the weakest spell in the deck because it's so situational. It is a large round template. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, against little hordes of Skaven or goblins and yeah, stuff. Yeah, dark elves even. Yeah. And here, here's the uh, the thing that initially I thought of with this is like when you go up against like you say say you play that night goblin horde with the bows or you play the the dark elf big unit of repeaters like I in my games when I have taken this I've taken it because my opponent had a big unit of sh- of shooters mm. so for example like Jake in our game had a uh, unit of uh, repeater crossbowmen in a building and it was like twenty twenty four of them I think mm-hmm. so I mean. First of all, you know, I don't only going to do D six wounds, but I used it to threaten them because all of a sudden now instead of hitting on fives or sixes, mm-hmm. he's hitting on sixes or sevens yeah. um, with the, with his with the shooters. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's the large round template is strength three. You know, it's it's a, a better than a stone thrower. You know, potentially. So true. true. It, it, it I I haven't used it a ton. I, I think you know there are, there are some really good spells in this, but I I see, I see some use for it. I don't think. The war machine is the use, like you know, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. But you know, a big unit of shooters, or even like a unit that you think is going to charge you next turn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give them the I minus guess, one to hit. Yeah, just the mi- just to give them the minus one to hit, and then they think you know, maybe you think twice about making that charge. True. True. 
Yeah, when I played... Um, Hit some Nurgle. Let him know what it feels like, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> when I was playing against uh, Dark Elves, uh, I, you know, this spell came to mind to use against um, his Harpies. He had a pretty big block, uh, like block, cloud of Harpies. And once we got into combat, uh, I tried casting the spell behind his horde of spears, hoping for a, a, a lucky drift. I'm, I'm probably not going to kill too many, but if I can get that minus one to hit in combat, that could certainly help sway things. So I, I can see its applications... Oh, it's good against anything against high elves because it's got the string three. It's a big template, and they, right. anything that minus one to hit with that eternal hatred that they have against high elves. Oh, you're saying it's good against dark elves? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, good against dark elves because it's just uh, with their eternal hatred, with they're getting the rerolls. If you can get that minus one to hit, mm-hmm. you're just throwing the percentages off on that. Right, a huge amount. It's good. It's also good against demons, which are typically you know tough three. So yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, here are the expensive ones, I guess. That was a 12. This one's a 13. Arcane Unforging. Direct damage, 24-inch. Targos is a single enemy model, even if they're in a unit. They take a single wound on a dice roll greater than or equal to their unmodified armor save. Models without an armor save cannot be wounded. So this is another one where the better armor save you have, the easier it is to wound you. you got a 2-up right. armor save, it wounds you on a 2-up. Or a roll, a 3-up, because it rolls greater than, oh, no, greater than or equal to. Mm-hmm. No armor saves are permitted against a wound caused by this spell. The owning player must then reveal to the caster all the magic items possessed by the target, if any. If he has one or more magic items, randomly select one of them. It's destroyed on a 2+, plus and cannot be used for the rest of the game. It has no effect on items that are on mounts, magic items that have bounce spells that have miscast, or, but once again, and anything that's useless, that's been used and can't be used anymore, doesn't count. Um... It says it's destroyed on a 2-plus and cannot be used for the rest of the game. So it doesn't just turn it mundane. Right, so a magic sword goes so, up in smoke. So then you're back to a hand weapon. But I'm not even concerned about the magic weapon. It turns into a hand weapon. I'm more concerned about the magic armor. Mm. That the, the heavy armor with the 4-up ward save. Right. Now this is gone, and you, it's not just mundane heavy armor. It doesn't say it turns. It says it's destroyed. <laughs> Your guy's mm-hmm. naked. Your guy's naked. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 brilliant. I mean, that's amazing. I really wish this spell was like a hex instead of direct damage, so you can yes. cast it into combat. Uh, the old the old um, spell that was similar to this it didn't do any wounds, but you could cast it on a unit, and then you got to pick the item that was destroyed too, which was also huge. Balls on making, yeah. Yep. But the still, arcana- still a great spell, though. Now let me ask you guys something. On this on spell, this, uh, do you have to you, cause a wound to destroy that magic item? No, no, no right? You just, no, no, you do not. Regardless of if you cause a wound, you could destroy a magic item. Yep. Oh, but so you guys like this one though, the arcane oh, yeah, forging. Yeah. Oh, it's worth it's worth yep. thirteen points. It's not in the uh, they, the wound is the secondary thing here, isn't it? This is the yep. I, I'm going to take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, destroying the magic item is what you want to do. It's nice to do a wound, but it's the magic item that's going to really get them. So. Plus, and just finding out what he has. I mean, isn't true, that part true. of it? I mean, you know, because... Assuming it's a closed-list environment, sure. Yeah, because I think just... I think the getting the guy to list out, well, I have this, this, and this on him now. Now I know exactly what magic weapon you have. I know exactly what mm-hmm. type of armor you have. You do it against a wizard. You know, find out if he's got a scroll. Sure. You know... They- they keep releasing these items and spells that reveal stuff that you, you you technically don't know. So it keeps reinforcing the idea that the game's supposed to be played with, you know, a closed list. Closed list mentality. Yeah. That's yeah. right, Ryan. 
Did you hear that, Murphy? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last one, Fiery Convocation. This one goes off on a 19, which means you'd need a 14 with your level 4 to actually cast it. Mm. So let's see. What do we got here? Remains in play. Direct damage, 24 inches. Every model in the unit takes a strength 4 flaming attack hit. At the end of every subsequent magic phase, every model in target unit takes another strength 4 flaming attacks uh, hit. So this is... Uh, I think it's great. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it will play. eat ghouls for breakfast. It's tailor-made for those units. Yeah, strength four. Uh, this is brutal. I mean, yeah, this yeah. Is, this it's will... awesome in so many different ways. Like, it remains in play. So if they don't, if they want to get rid of it, it's going to take them five to six dispel dice to yes. get rid of it. Yeah, because the co- casting cost is really high. It's every magic phase, not just your own. Like this yeah. thing, it, it, you got it. You got to pay attention to this if you got a block of stuff. It's yeah. every yeah, it's, model takes a strength four hit with flaming. Yeah, so half of the ghouls are going to take take that. Mm-hmm. Wound. Oh, it's 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 on. And then there goes the vampire adventure. magic phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're casting to get rid of it. You can't let that. You can't afford to let that one hit again. That's brutal. It's. I think nineteen is probably an appropriate point cost too. Normally nineteen is your uh, is your um, you know giant template. Mm. Throwing spell, or you know, eighteen points for your template throwing spell, which is your number six. Well, I mean, this is the number six spell, the new it is. spell. Oh yeah, but it's it's not a giant template. This is every model in the unit, which is even different than just throwing a template and seeing what it hits. Well, I, mean, I think that the high casting value is the key to the spell because it right. makes the remains of play the dispelling factor, like you were saying, Ryan, so tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but still, you know, still critical. But I mean, at, at about eighteen, which is most of the. The, the template, the big template. It's still mm-hmm. using the small round template. Sure. So against a horde or something like that, it's not necessarily going to do that much. This is this is brutal against anything. I mean, once again, Skaven in a, in a unit of, a, you know, a, sure. a, a, 50 Skaven Any, Anything tough three, demons. Yeah. This uh, this spell scares zombies. me with my, my corn demons with the, you know, the butlers. I get a four plus ward save, but... It's under 19, so if I roll four, maybe five, six, even six dice mm-hmm. for my magic phase the next turn, I'm not guaranteed to even dispel this. Right, you know, like right. if you roll a low magic phase, you can throw all three of your, all four or all five of your dice, mm-hmm. even with the level four, and not get, you know, not you, dispel it. You could be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> could you picture that? Uh, I want to picture it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's. That's jumping over the table at your opponent materials. <laughs> I tried so hard at Midwest Rampage over the weekend to get the spell off, and opponents just would not have it. Well, no kidding, because literally, I mean, like he just said, you roll three or four on your next... Seriously, if you roll three dice on your next magic phase, forget it. You might as well try to cast a spell, because right. you're not getting this gone. And But if that's the thing. I think if you have the chance... Yeah, you so you throw your magic it. face open. You could double six it. Ugh. So I don't know. So overall, I think it's a really good lore. It is a. I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it is very good. It it it, it can do damage where it needs to. That that the, the number six spell being able to damage a whole unit like that, boom, um, is really good. Giving it the flaming attacks, there's only certain things mm-hmm. that are just going to be, you know, just, you know, don't shoot it at a Kadai or anything. Like, don't be stupid. Sure. Um, but for the most part, it's it can be really brutal. 
uh, the unforging. You know, it's it's funny because they don't seem like a lot, but when you look at this whole deck together, it weaves a beautiful tapestry of destruction. It really does. That only the high elves could do. You know, but I mean, the unforging. Okay, so it does one wound, but I'm I'm taking away your magic items. It's just I love how this book is written. We haven't even gotten any of the of the of the of the units and stuff yet, but the seemingly harmless spells, you know, buff the wards and and increase your defense that much more. Right. So yeah, that's good. So what do you think? Yeah. I mean, Brian, do you use? Did you say? I mean, I know you were talking about I'm earlier. The tree game I have played so far. Yeah. Really. I, I really, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, I think it just really fits well with the, like you said, the, the fluff. It fits well with the army and how it plays. Um, it's got everything. It's got the number six spell that's pretty powerful. It's got you know the buffs. It's got the the movement, you know, the movement spell. It, I mean, it's it's got everything, and that's what high magic is supposed to have. It's supposed to have a little bit of everything, and that's what it's got. So it really is. It's a, it's such. Like I said I can't say enough about how cool of a deck I thought it was when I was reading this. I mean, Harrison and I were just sitting around for a long time discussing mm. all the different things, and the more magic you're casting, suddenly you're building up all these wards and defenses around mm. you. It's just it's it's good synergy. It's overall holistic uh-huh. synergy. We are <laughs> we are the race of magic. We're not that tough. We're not that strong. I mean, as far as you know, your your, yeah, it's your not, strength. It's not overt brute strength that they come right. to the table with. And outside of a couple of units, I mean, you've got a couple of units with really good armor saves, and you've got a couple of units that have almost nothing. And I mean, most of them, you're not going to get above a five up, right? On most things in this list, it's just not going to have. A, it doesn't have. It's low toughness and low armor. But then your magic's just like. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I I love I love how these things are all working together between the magic items and the magic deck. Sounds like you're looking forward to playing against them. Yeah, against <laughs> them. Yeah, that's why I'm painting up Harrison's more because right. yeah, oh, it's just I don't know. I mean, you guys are the ones who play it, but everything blends so well together. This might be my favorite book that's come out since Eighth Edition. It's my favorite. Well, yeah, but yeah, it, I, easily it's my favorite. But too. I don't play it either. I mean, just yeah. coming from a point of view of a of a person just looking at all the different ones, this one, as far as fluff wise and everything else, it's it's powerful, but it's not push it forward and auto win. It's <gasps> you're disagreeing with the internet. Yes, I am. <laughs> it, it's going to take a little talent to win, but it gives you all the tools you need. And once again, and you can play something that really. They found a way to make the rules match the fluff without being heavy-handed about it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They just, yeah. I, I don't know. So far, so far, I'm loving it. You know, you're not going to get to re-roll all your to-hit rolls. <laughs> Some of but them. But you're going to get, I mean, let's face you're going to get an extra five attacks or whatever. So sure. we'll, we'll balance, you know, we'll give a little take, a little. It's, it's, it's a good mix. Uh, and I've really enjoyed playing them. I, I look forward to many games with them going forward. Yep. Yeah, once once bits is behind me, it's high elves. All high elves, nice. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, once we get our campaign roll, and Harrison's playing them, so that that too. So we'll have some of that in in there as well. I'm I'm just like I said, I'm really excited. I'm excited because, and as we talk in the next episode, and we'll come back, you're going to start to see just the the variety of builds you're going to get. Mm. I love to see an army that I mean. You and Harrison both play it, and since I play with the same six or seven people consistently, mm-hmm. you know, two guys both playing it, I see high elves a lot. Right. Um, 
and I see very much the same list almost all the time. I mean, plus well, I play before, units yeah. very consistent. Right. I mean, there's a few changes here and there. I might drop this unit to bring in this or this to bring in that. But for the most part, it's here's the main build is all the same, and then just the, the, the frills are a little different. Right. Not so much with this book. I can. I, I have no idea. You know, yeah, exactly. You could bring anything to the table. And that, every time I see that, it just makes me a happier player. Well, we'll talk about those other unit selections and options in the next episode in great detail. So I'm looking forward to that discussion. Yes. I'm keen I'm to I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. Different lists. All right. Well, let's, you know what? Let's take a break and come back and then wrap up the show because i got a couple of things I want to say anyway. So Sounds good. It's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm. It doesn't separate from the base. They custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. We are back, and folks, that's going to be it for part one of the High Elf Review. Um, we've, 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 we're trying something different with this review. We're going to still hit everything like we always do. We're mixing up the order a little bit. Mixing up the order. Chris had a couple of cool ideas, uh, as you probably already noticed in, in this episode. There's, you know, we're trying to just change things up, make the review a little bit special. So we're hoping you're enjoying this, and uh, you can also comment that on our on the show thread at mm-hmm. uh, garagehammer.net. Uh, go to the forums. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Um, when we come back next episode, it will we've got we've covered everything except all the units. So units and, and sort of list styles. Yeah, we're army, army builds, and so we'll talk about that. And special characters as well, right? And so. we'll try to get into all of all of that. Um, you guys are going to bring some lists and talk about yep. why you built what. So I think that'll be fun. Um, other than that, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we can use. We've gotten a few new iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. Thank you to those people who have given us the iTunes. Uh, folks, we do have dice for sale still. Well, we will have them. I will have them at Bits. If you're coming to Bits, um, you can get them there and not have to pay any shipping. They're a buck a die. I don't have it up on the on the on the website yet. Forgot but, but to. We're working on it. But yeah, just uh, if if you want dice. Uh, send an email to david at garagehammer.net. And, uh, but so they're really nice. And so we had a couple of people who got them from Greg in the, uh, you know, we, I sent a bunch to Greg to, for people who ordered to, the UK. to nice. save on shipping. Yeah. And a couple of people posting up pictures of them saying that they're just the detail, like the details insane oh, good, on these. I'm good. like, yep, they look good. Very nice. 
So um, well, we've got our those big ones. thanks to uh, Ryan too for joining us for this high elf review. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, excellent. We'll be recording that next week. By the time you're listening to this, we are probably almost almost recording mm. the next episode. But uh, next episode will be out on the 10th of June. Yep. So you guys have that to look forward to. Um, and I think we're going to jump right into it next week. I think if we're going to record only a week later, I think we can skip to a box. And, yeah. 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 And just get right into it because there's plenty to cover with Absolutely. the special characters and everything to, else. a lot to get through still, guys. So lots of meat still to come. So we will see you in two weeks. And uh, Ryan, we will see you next Friday. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. Take care, guys. Take it easy. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.